a visit to the old folks' home for some achievement talk, your weekly G-Task update with Wakapel, and Game Club Oxen Free. This is Achievement Hunting 101. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. Uh, I am uh, all by myself this week because I missed last week, and no one really wanted to record with me this week, so here I am, alone, definitely without anybody else named Michelle or Nate. Hi, guys. Hell, what are you doing here? Um, well, there's no sweaty men coming um, around, and there's no no baseball games. What? You missed last week. You've you've been kicked from the show. It's just going to be me and Nate this week yeah. because the kids are asleep. I don't know how you got this address. <sighs> um, you know what? I, I had FOMO. Corey. Fear I bet it was Corey. Mets <laughs> optimism. Yeah. Don't, I mean. Oh man, you just diagnosed my whole life. <laughs> I did. I did. How's everyone doing today? I, you know, here. You're here. Oh, yeah, I am here. Yeah. I just came from a movie. Oh. Yeah. I saw... Angry Birds 2? Uh, no, that movie... Emoji Movie 2? That... <laughs> I never got to see Angry Birds 2. I think it left the theater so fast because they knew I would come and raid all of their popcorn. I'm not sure. No, I saw Abominable. Oh, I hear good the things. New, the new DreamWorks flick. And, of course, we saw it in 3D. But if you see it on a Tuesday, uh, it's $10 tickets for AMC. So we splurged mightily. Wait, just for relativity's sake. Like, Nate, movies cost like... Go. No, 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 no. I <laughs> no, just want to make sure. I this is going. I just want to make sure cost? that, you know, because there are some places where $10 for a cheap 3D movie still sounds mm-hmm. like you're paying too much. What is the normal cost? That's just cost? you being cheap. No, it's I, at I least don't watch twenty to movies. twenty-five dollars. Okay, there you go. And it, for three D, yes. If I'm it's a matinee. Say, <clears throat> it might be a little more like twelve or thirteen. Around here, ten dollars for a three D movie is pretty good. That is uh, lower than I've ever seen it uh, in recent times. In fact, um, if you go see a matinee here, the price for just a regular movie drops from like twelve dollars down to like eleven eighty. <laughs> Or something stupid. Well, it's only a dollar off. It's ridiculous. Keep in mind that this is AMC and mm-hmm. these are the fancy reclining seats and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there are cheaper theaters, but this one is a little mm-hmm. more now, less cheap. AMC stands for Achievement Movie Chatter, right? <laughs> yes. I don't. It's, I think people would related. rather hear us talk about movies at this it's on point. Topic. It's a matriarch uh, combine. Yeah. Um, like farming equipment? Like farming simulator? Mm. Like farming gamer score? No, I don't like talking about oh, farming that. farming gamer score. That's a good farm one. Farm together. Oh, farm. Oh. Hey, you know, you want to know what movie I want to see next? Farm together too? Hotel Transylvania 3? I don't, <laughs> don't want to see Hotel Transylvania. It's a silly place. It's a silly place. This is all Corey and Kenny's fault. It, do we get to talk about games on this show? <laughs> mm, 
So, RTDL team is over. I'm very sad. Like, really sad. Now no one's going to talk to me anymore. I mean, because I enjoy <laughs> playing with my teammates so much. Well, we'll have a lot to say about RTDL later, though. You can't talk about it now? No, it's not on the rundown sheet till later. What does this say? Best achievement or gaming story? Nate! Yeah? You just put a bunch of random vowels on your on your list. <laughs> what is this? I put all kinds of crazy, randomly <laughs> capitalized letters and... I see vowels. Other letters not capitalized. Consonants. Sure. Uh, yeah, I can talk a little bit about some of these things I wrote down. Um, I had a fun experience with the RTDL. Uh, not to go into too much detail, but one you of the- said we're talking about this <clears throat> later. I know, I know, but this is something that happened to me. In I say now. Okay, I'll talk about this okay, part good. now. Uh, so, okay, <laughs> my team has <laughs> been knocking out full completions left and right, so they're getting a lot of extra re rolls, and I typically don't get uh, full completions. Or, mm-hmm. you know, anything past a 20. So uh, I had a really bad draw this this past month as well in terms of, like, having to get really far into games. I think I think that was kind of the story across the board. Regardless, one of the games I had to play was Spider-Man. Uh, I forget which one. But it was one of the earlier ones, so it wasn't maybe as good. Mm-hmm. And it was on the 360, mm-hmm. so there was no X1 version of this. And, you know, the problem with 360 games is sometimes you go offline. Uh, uh, yeah, so I went oh offline boy. with my Spider-Man. It was one I had actually... I I'd had this achievement before, or it was right after... Um, there's this one scene at the end of like the first chapter where you have like 22 snipers <laughs> on this ring of buildings, and you have to like airstrike them uh, in a row. I, I've seen that one pop up a whole bunch of times. I just didn't do it because it was too much work to get back to that point. Mm-hmm. But the achievement I was actually supposed to get was a little bit farther than that. Well, I went in. I got the airstrike one on my way to this other one. I was like feeling really good about myself. Uh, I had to pause it. Uh, I take my dog to the vet. I came back from the vet. Uh, did not think that maybe I had been logged out. Got the next completion, or, or not, not, not the next completion, but I got the achievement I was looking for for RTDL. Was feeling really good about myself. And then I uh, went and did something else, and it said, Oh, you need to be on Xbox Live. And I was like, Oh, oh poopies. No. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. No. So I, I threw an easy, like, 1.6 ratio down the drain. I had to waste a reroll on that. It was a, it was a whole thing. Uh, <clears throat> I even forget what I, what did I get for that? What was the replacement? Um, well, whatever it was, was actually pretty easy and fun. I got knocked out in no time, but still, I, I just felt really bad about wasting a, a reroll on that. Uh, I also played Mabel and the Wood. I think I mentioned that briefly before that it was a Metroidvania I was mm-hmm. looking, looking forward to. Well, um, I'm kind of... Have, have your opinions <laughs> changed? My opinions have changed a little bit. Uh, I'm not so hyped. Would you have not considered would it? Would I? Tree. Wood. I can't think of a word. <laughs> I can't think of a tree. I can't think of a tree pun. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's not as good as I was hoping. Um, it feels very much like that PC type of game or something that was, uh, you know, on Steam or it started off as a Flash thing and they kind of ported it over. It's got some interesting ideas, but it needs a lot more polish. Um, so I would stay away from that if you're looking for a, you know, a polished Metroidvania. Um, so you're saying it's only okay? <laughs> yes it's okay. only okay um dogwood oh, so boy. Uh, <laughs> palm, uh, spruce 
Good one, Elm. <laughs> uh, also, very briefly, uh, today <laughs> I, I was hoping to get some gamer score, uh, which I'll talk about for a reason later in the show. And uh, I was like, you know what? It's time. So I downloaded Age of Empires, the new version, uh, and I just I fired it up. I logged in, connected it to my profile, and just watched forty four achievements just pop. Just they just marched by, and it was glorious. And, oh man! Uh, it was on my mm-hmm, phone. Mm-hmm. It was on my computer. It was on the TV out, out uh, in the living room. My daughter was like, why are you getting so many achievements? And I was like, yes, you get it. <laughs> like, you know where they are. <laughs> she knows exactly what they are. Oh, uh, man. And, and the last thing I want to talk about, I know I'm taking a, lot, a long time, uh, is oh, Ori. Fine. Yeah, you're P-charting? Uh, Ori was amazing <laughs> on the Switch. I think we, we might have oh, talked about switching it. it up. But it is so cool. Um I haven't so, put that much more time into it, but uh, yeah, go ahead. But uh, just as a little bit more of a point of detail, like mm-hmm. when you say that it's amazing on the Switch, is it that ability to replay it again for achievements? <laughs> yeah. Is it like sort of yep. just like, you know, <laughs> fitting into your favorite pair of slippers again or whatever? Or does it actually look or perform differently on the Switch? So, yes, it's being able to get achievements again for um, really easy things or things I discovered you know, playing the first time and just getting to, you know, re-experience, uh, unlocking those achievements and just kind of like diving back into it. That, that of course, yes, love it for that reason. But also, um, it looks really good on the Switch, um, on the Switch handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think someone was saying that this is at, at 60 frames per second, whereas the one on the Xbox is only 30 or something like that. I can't back that up. But Maybe, because um, it does look really good and really smooth and really crisp on that tiny screen. When you uh, plug it into the TV, um, maybe it's because I was really close to the screen as I was, you know, because I was in there fidgeting with the, the switch and all that. It looked a little kind of chunky uh, really close up. Now, if I was sitting back on the couch, maybe it would look different. But really, yeah. I've been playing that kind of at my desk with the uh, switch kind of propped up. And I'm using my uh, Switch Pro controller. Yeah, your your yeah. desk. So <laughs> not not at all the bathroom. Actually, I have been playing in the bathroom because it's really hard to hold that on your lap with yeah. your Pro controller. <laughs> 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 oh, the regular Switch button is just to work. Oh, I'd right. Been I guess my that's Switch true. You don't while I was yeah. on vacation, and it, my hands were cramping up. They were going numb from playing it, so I just mm-hmm. can't. I just can't play that little Switch anymore. But the Joy Cons. Yeah, yeah, con- the Joy Cons are terrible. Because that's the nice thing about the Switch. You just lay in bed with it, but I guess that... Yeah. Yeah, that might be... Yeah, like, I, ha- I haven't actually played the Switch in, like, full Switch mode. I've only played with, like, one Joy-Con, you know, over on its side. So you'd use it as if you were using a regular controller. And it is the worst controller I have oh, yeah, they're ever well, that's played a bad. game with. Yes, it. It's just... It's terrible. Um, yep. Which is, of course, why they market a different controller. Because <laughs> they know the controller is terrible. It's not <laughs> like they couldn't build a better design. I'm sure they absolutely could have. But this has been Nintendo's yeah, racket Nintendo. forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, like, I've heard, but I have absolutely nothing to back this up in terms of any evidence. But I, I've heard that the ideal screen to play a video game on is, like, 19-inch screen. Because of refresh rates and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm guessing some of that must come into... The visuals too. It's just the the way that the images display on a smaller screen space are just that that refresh rate is higher. But I, I have no idea if that's that's actually the case. I it's just something that I don't know. I'm gonna blame um, um, Ben Beast Middle. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a Smitty oh. comment. But. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it looks really good on that little screen. And uh, the only Smitty. thing I 
you know, Ori is such a tiny figure mm-hmm. that even on that little screen, you, you kind of get lost in the screen because it's so tiny. But everything with the parallax scrolling of all different backgrounds and all that is just, it just looks so good uh, on that little screen. But yeah, you can sometimes lose yourself in the details with mm-hmm. such a small uh, view space. But you got that feeling again watching the prologue part, right? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It all comes right back. <laughs> I got it and I was just like, oh, I need to play. And then, you know, I, and then I stopped. I saw the achievement pop. I got the little future dopamine hit. And I was like, oh, when I, when I connect that for real, <laughs> that's going to be so nice. <laughs> now, uh, you, so you yeah. tested popping achievements offline with your Switch? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I went ahead and there? I did that. So what happened with Ori and um, I guess this it's just going to be Ori and what Minecraft. I don't think anything else is actually going to get achievements on the yep. Switch. I mean, Cuphead. It was supposed to. At least it was supposed to. Did. I don't think it's happened. And uh, as an aside, Microsoft has already said that that's not their intention to put first party products on other consoles in any form with achievements. Yeah, so this is probably going to be it. But until uh, they did, my experience what I what I ran some tests with with Ori. And what happens is if you're not connected to Wi-Fi, so let's say you're, I don't know, in the subway, on the bus, whatever, somewhere where you're not connected to the internet, mm-hmm. um, you are unlocking achievements and the game is keeping track of that. Uh, when you first get back online and you launch the game, so nothing is going to pop if you just get your Switch back on Wi-Fi unless you are in Ori under a saved game associated with your profile. Uh, and even then, they're not going to pop right away. Um, I just let it sit there, and a couple minutes later, things started popping. Uh, you know, I started getting toasts on my PC. Um, I think if you popped an achievement, maybe it would be a little faster. But if you just let it sit there, so one thing you could do is bank some gamer score without, you know, uh, connecting to mm. the internet on offline on Ori, and then when you really want that hit, you can just flood in. You know, a thousand, mm-hmm. depending on how good you are. Um, you could get all that uh, gamer score at one time uh, just by reconnecting. Uh, and you, it will be time stamped to when your Switch is online. So it will not be when you actually earned it. It'll be when you actually connected back and the achievement was pushed. All right. Did um you get the toast on your TV? Yes. As well, if you had yes. the Xbox so One on? this popped up over there um, when I was reconnected. I don't think it popped while I was playing. I, I didn't really hear them in the other room, but oh, I'm you're... not really sure why. I think I might have, I might not have been logged in with the right profile, but but yeah, yeah, maybe. What's I that? just realized something, guys. You're not recording. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen. In my limited research, I realized that both of you had a, um, a mutual achievement on RTDL. Mm. Last month. Oh, yeah. And that is the hot yes. air achievement in uh, Sunset oh, Overdrive. Oh, you had that one too? We okay. both, I don't yeah, know if you yeah. Realized, I don't know if you yeah, realized that you both had that one. when yours scanned on. I thought you had it a, a month earlier is what no, I thought. I didn't realize I just it was the same I did it month. earlier in the month. But yeah, ah. you got to do that lovely uh, OD grind where oh, yeah. uh, you had to go back and forth and just kill all the robots and I actually already had that much OD sitting around because I guess oh, I wasn't nice. buying. I wasn't buying weapons. I was pretty close. I, I could buy three maps right away, and then I had to progress mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. story enough to get the fourth. Yeah, my previous month or two months previous, I had the achievement for getting 
20 weapons to level five, I think. So I needed to use my OD to buy weapons. So that's why I was out of them when it came through this one. And Sunset Overdrive is, I guess it's the case for most games, but it definitely, you can use an online map, but it's, it's just not the same as using the one that's built into the game. There's actually one available for you and it's, you just have a much better sense of where things are and okay, I'm standing right under it and the game's very vertical. So you need to know that above you might be an option. So I had started trying to use an online map, but that just, uh, cause no, two months before I had had the weapons and the month before I had the smartphones, I started using an online map for the smartphones. And it was just no good. Cause I, I just, couldn't tell because of again the the height of the map like did i get that cell phone did i miss it i'm not sure buying in-game maps is the way to go and then everything Mm -hmm. gets checked off automatically it's great sunset overdrive is such a great game it really is it's one of those early xbox exclusive games that kind of got swept under the rug like rise that uh were I, i feel kind of unfairly dismissed because they were microsoft exclusives unfortunately yeah, I actually had that achievement for RTDL mm-hmm. a few months back as well. So, gotta love that clumpiness. But I would agree that the in-game maps were the way to go, and I only had trouble getting one or two of them. There were two. I believe Kush oh, said the yeah, same. Yeah, there were two that were really troublesome for me. Yeah, I couldn't tell you offhand well, what there, they were. But for me, there was... You have to For me, there was this one building climbing. that was like a big silo. Uh, I think it was like in the northern part of the map. Mm-hmm. And it was like really high up. And there's, like, no clear way to get up that building. And instead, you just kind of had to run circles around the outside of the building, doing wall run, jump, wall run, jump, yep, wall, wall run, climb. all the way yep. around. And so that's how mm-hmm. I got that one. <clears throat> and then the other one was between a couple different buildings. And you basically had to get a good bounce off of a tree that wasn't on the highest level of the building. So it was kind of like, I don't know if that's right, but it was on the tier just below the highest point on the building. And that's how you get it one of the solutions said, oh, here's a video that helped me. And that was the video that ended up helping me. See, I know the ones that you're talking about, and I mm-hmm. I didn't have trouble with those. The one I had the hardest time just finding it, it wasn't actually grabbing the balloon, was one that was like, um, it's in an area where it's on, there's uh, crossing highways or like parking garages. So there's several levels, but it's kind of open. And there's almost like a, a treehouse type shelter mm-hmm. in the middle. And it's just in that shelter. And and the fizzy balloons above everything else are usually floating above. They're usually easy to find because you're looking up. But this one was like at eye level. And I just didn't think to look there. Uh, so that was, that was one that gave me the most trouble. But it wasn't hard to come by. Uh, I don't know if the... Because unfortunately, Sunset Overdrive is one of those games where in a pre-achievement world, I probably would have just played and really focused on it for a while until I was done with it. Because I've been playing it piecemeal for what is it, five years now? Six? <laughs> um, you know, there are sort of finer points of the game that I really don't get because I'm not playing it that way. And you get all of these bonuses to your bounce, to your ability to kill certain types of enemies, to your ammo and certain weapons. And mixing and matching that equipment makes the game easier for you, but I don't sit down with the game enough to really know how to finesse that. So I think some of the stuff we're talking about would be easier for us if we were actually like playing the game in its intention and not, oh, you've got to collect 150 achievements or 150 of these things before the end of the month. Just kind of fake it until you make it. Well, thanks for bringing up what I was going <laughs> to save to talk about later, Michelle. Gosh. But I guess we'll talk about it now. Uh, I was going to, my next question was going to be, have, have any of the three of us who enjoy this game beaten it? 
Not even completed it, but mm. beaten the story. I have not. Yeah. The I answer is no, correct? Don't think so. <laughs> right. that, that's also part of the problem, though, is like no. because I have played the campaign in fits and starts over years, I know that I got up to kind of the fake ending in the game. Sorry for the spoiler, but there's a part where it looks like you're going through the end part of the game and it goes, eh, nope, 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 you're not done. There's still some more stuff to do. But I honestly don't recall if Gosh, I did the some Michelle. more stuff. Don't know. Are you talking about the where you kind of turn around? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got to that part as well. Because that's how far you needed to progress to get the unlock um, for the fourth map. Mm. Okay. And I probably needed to do that for the same reason. I probably needed Mm -hmm. that fourth map for something. And so that's how I went about it. I don't remember that. And I got all the maps. Well, maybe maybe Mm. you just got it right before. But, yeah. Were you playing with the sound off? Well... (laughs) <laughs> I was not. No, no that game is hilarious. I, I mean, just looking Definitely at the not. achievement list real quick. Um, according to what I see here, I have one story-based achievement that I still have not unlocked. So I have not finished the game, but I'm guessing it's the next mission or two. Okay. Well, I was going to talk about the fact that I finally uh, put some time into Red Dead Redemption. Ooh. And this is what happens with random to-do list. I don't want to put long campaigns on there, so I curate them out, but then I never get to play them. So then I put them back on, and then they show up, and then I get to play them. So I actually had two achievements on my list. One was called Fighting Around the World to um, go to seven different saloons and knock out an NPC. To do that, you had to progress a certain amount in the game. And according to the TA walkthrough... There are about 55 missions, and you have to get through 41 of them. So I finally played most of the campaign. Eight years later, I started this game in 2011. And what did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it very much. I did not skip any cutscenes or anything. Um, even on the rides to towns, the conversations the, that uh, John Marston has with whoever he's riding with are very entertaining and informative. And at a grand old time. So uh, we just got our new RTDL lists, and it's not in there. So what do you think is going to happen? I'm not going to play it anymore. And this is the point I was going to bring up before you mentioned that you were playing Sunset Overdrive and Trips and Drabs. But this is a game I'm pretty sure the three of us, not to speak for you guys, have only played when they come up for RTDL or UHH. Right? Oh, okay. I played Red Dead Redemption before I even met you. So... Don't don't let me in there. But yeah, Sunset is definitely... Well, one of those things was smart. <laughs> yeah, I played Red Dead Redemption before I was really into achievements, I believe. So I just yeah. you know, I went to the story. So for me, the the marker was, have I seen end credits? Mm-hmm. Um, and, that's, and that's great. A lot of people don't. Red Dead don't. Redemption has this uh, amazing sort of... I don't know, quality to it that it's still very much a rock star game in every way it's a rock star game and has many of the tropes that you associate with rock star games but i don't get that same feeling of being so overwhelmed by my side quest options that i couldn't focus on playing the campaign and i don't know if that's just because i liked john marston so much as a character that i really wanted to see his story where other rock star games i wasn't as invested of the in the story of the main protagonist but there was just something about red dead redemption that clicked in that way uh that that their other games don't i don't know if you guys i know l you've played some grand theft auto and all that i don't know Nate, um, where you 
stand on that sort of stuff. Well, I think Red Dead Redemption was just before uh, GTA 4, right? I think it's the other way around. Yeah, Two years later. GTA 4 was before RDR? Yeah. GTA 4 was about 2009. RDR was 2009. That's how I remember it. (laughs) I remember... I remember RDR first and then GTA 4. And I was going to say that GTA 4 um, was probably harder to um, stay focused on because you're switching protagonists. But Oh, May 2010 was RDR. Yeah, GTA 4 was before that, I was yeah. going to say, I think huh. GTA I remember. has more to do. So when you're driving around... You get phone calls and you get this and that. And RDR, you might pass by a stranger looking for help. And then that's about the only distraction that I remember. There's definitely, and uh, there's a lot of gambling mm. in the game. Uh, okay. Grand Theft Auto 4 was and April 2008, were, just to also wow. yes, verify that. Two years prior. Actually, I, I know this is not related at all, but um, both of these games have to do with my um, Xbox 360 dying at various points. So they both have a special place in my memory um (laughs) i know well grand theft auto 4 was not in a terrible way my um my first xbox 360 i ever had had a graphics card failure so it wasn't the typical red ring of death issue really it was just i turned it on one day and everything looked like the static screen you get on channel Hmm. three of old timey people tvs you guys know what i'm talking (laughs) about (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and it just looked like that and i was like oh that that's probably wrong. So, you know, I called Microsoft and they sent me the coffin, you know, the box that you shipped your Xbox back in. And during that two-week stretch where my Xbox was away, you know, I'm away at college and just really getting into the whole thing. And I was like, you know, I need something to play when it comes back because it wasn't like it is today where there's just games everywhere all the time. And I, I went to GameStop and Grand Theft Auto 4 had just come out. And even though I've never liked a Grand Theft Auto game, I was like, I'm going to get Grand Theft Auto 4. That didn't work out so great. Um, Red Dead Redemption, on the other hand, was the game I was in the middle of playing when my second Xbox 360 got a red ring of death, which just seemed appropriate that Red Dead Redemption led to my red red ring of death. Uh, So yeah, both of those games have uh, Xbox hardware quality memories for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I actually meant uh, GTA 5 because GTA 4 was Nico. GTA 5 is the one where you're switching between the three protagonists. Okay, I... I would like. Okay. I played. I played about half. I want to say of GTA Four. I did play a significant chunk. I didn't give yeah. up after the first thing. But I was like, yeah, maybe there were multiple protagonists later on. I don't remember <laughs> that. I just remember Nico being very angry all the time. Yes, that's why I was thinking that maybe just switching between Nico, maybe Kazan. switching between them is what uh, <laughs> made it harder for you to stay focused on the main thread. Whereas mm. you know RDR, you know, it's just yep. Marston. I'm in the middle. Middle of those, and I'm also in the middle of bully, which is mm-hmm. the same type of thing. I think, I think too, though, that um, GTA Four, and this is what you were saying, Alec. Like, it's not just multiple quest givers because Red Dead Redemption does have that, but it's you're also um, worried about whether or not the guy who makes bombs like you, and the guy who gets you helicopters likes you, and and the girl you're trying to date likes you. There's there's all that other stuff you're trying to juggle while mm-hmm. also trying to main play the main quest line. So it just it was to a point like I know there's. There's a benefit to that because the world feels like it's living and breathing and not just static play, right? Crackdown 3 is the other extreme example of this when you take an open world and give it nothing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
You can't interact with us. <laughs> exactly right. Enjoy those uh, agility orbs. Uh, yes, going I, back, I know we got off topic. Going back, <laughs> some, some quick trivia. Oh, boy. Quick trivia. GTA 3. <laughs> Table tennis. <laughs> Damn it. Foiled again. Um, out of the 280,000 or so people who started RDR on TA, how many people beat the story? I, I look, Michelle, have I zero idea. I, Take around guess. half? Um, yeah, that's, that seems probably close. Uh, the answer is around half, about 140,000. But that, that sounds... Right. Uh, no, <laughs> but that I think that's correct for most no. games no, so. <laughs> uh, that, that are of that length and, and of I, that... I'm not alone. Sorry, go ahead. I feel like if you mainline the story, it's actually not that long. Um, I don't know. I really think it is. I, I think well, that is. the game well, does have it's it's hefty. There's a exactly a lot of there's, there's a lot that if yeah. you want to play the game and and the best part about Red Dead Redemption was immersion into that whole environment they were creating the wild west and and the way that characters respond to you if you shoot some guy out there and uh, like you were saying Al, if it, you could shoot all the snakes and birds and all that you want but if you shoot a dog in town everyone's after you mm-hmm. and, and, and all that stuff yeah, i noticed that um you don't want to rush the experience of red dead redemption and it does a good job at that world building and that character all the characters are interesting just i was watching l play it a little bit over the weekend and just, I, I haven't seen the game in a decade, but it didn't take more than five minutes of seeing Irish and, you know, and Reyes and DeSanta, and, and they all came flooding back because the characters are so vibrant in their way, even though they're terrible people for the most part, that, that they do stick with you. There's something in your memory that goes, oh, right, that guy. And that's really a, an amazing piece of what they're able to accomplish with that game that GTA never accomplished with me, at least. Uh, one thing you also said to me is um, that they did a great job with the uh, yeah. HDRing it up mm. for Xbox X Enhanced. So if you haven't seen RDR one in a while, although I never have seen two, oh so it probably gosh, still looks two. way worse oh than two. My gosh, two. <laughs> hey, hey, hello, olds! <laughs> I have a question for you. Do you remember um, mm-hmm. the N sixty four? Easy, easy part. Um, back in my day, it was the N sixty two, but yeah, yes. <laughs> well, do you remember what one of the key <laughs> graphical almost Medicare? <laughs> I'm sorry, what, what was your question? <laughs> do you remember what one of the key graphical effects they were able to accomplish with the N sixty four was? I'm gonna say, um, if I had to no. say, I would say like three point five <laughs> or something. <laughs> it was water effects. Oh, Wave Race 64 Wave was Race, one of the yeah. first games that came out on there. And everyone, the, the water, the water looks so good. You look at Red Dead Redemption and you see these rushing rivers and they just look amazing. And with the up they look especially amazing. And I'm sure in Red Dead Redemption 2, they look even more so. Uh, and I always think about water effects when I'm looking at modern graphics, because I just remember everyone being so keen on that in the N64 days. And the youngs don't even think about that. They're just like, it's water. Come on, yeah. dude. But it matters. it matters. Can I just say that the water in Rhyme is really nice. <laughs> Go stand on the beach. Go on. Yeah, yeah you can say it. Go you haven't mentioned the... Rhyme yet. Rhyme is kind of like your... Uh, bingo. the tide come in. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. Will do. But, um, Elle, are you still talking about games you played this week? or? <laughs> um, I don't think so. Is there anything no. else on the dock? 
Well, there's a comma after RDR, Damn. so. <laughs> oh. You, is this your way of trying to say that uh, you want to talk about Gears no, Pop? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> nope. That's what I thought nope. you were My um, Arena 6 chest was terrible, and oh. I'm done with the game, so. <laughs> ah, here it is. <laughs> <sighs> Mm-hmm. I was going to say real quick, uh, since I'm such a noob, that I got some early on achievements uh, the other day that most people already have, uh, which were the uh, fortification, 40 pl- fortification, 25 fortification pins, uh, the uh, cavalry one to get a 50 uh, mm-hmm. of Carmine shotgun blast kills, and I uh, got 20,000 coins finally, and I got the achievement. For uh, the Hammer of Dawn achievement, that's Sarah, Sarah Silver, <laughs> something like that. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I wanted to give a quick thank you to Chris D zero eight one one who did hoard with me and uh, killed a General Ram with the Hammer of Dawn, and he got that achievement for me essentially. So one thing. I feel like most people have been complaining about it and still playing it. That's what I've noticed. So, <laughs> but one thing I will say is that it's brought us all together in some weird way. And it's been fun playing with say, everyone, I, if nothing when, else. When they did the leak rewards and I got felt kind of shafted, because I was sitting there for like a week not playing the game because I was in silver. I was like, I just want that silver reward, then I'll go hard. Right? Like, I, don't, I just don't want to get knocked out while everyone's trying to go for gold or whatever and then can't get back into silver. So I'm just going to sit here. So I was like 20, yeah, 2015 or something. So I was just mm-hmm. inside of silver. And then they do the league rewards and they bump me down to 1999. So uh-huh. I'm just outside of silver. I'm super, super mad oh, about that. No. Get the bronze reward instead. I send them a message <clears throat> and uh, I saw some, yeah, I guess they replied on Twitter and said, oh, you need to do a ticket or something. So, okay. So I went through the process of submitting a ticket. And that's a pain in the butt, number one, because it doesn't bring over any of your information. So you have to type in the version, you have to type in your OS, whatever. So I do that. And then I get a reply back from them that says, oh, you know, we see just a few, you know, it seems like a couple people are having, I'm like, not a couple people, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, in my clan of 50 people, it's like, you know, everyone is complaining about this. So don't you tell me 51 that of them. there's some. No, no. There's a significant percentage of people that you screwed over. So, yeah. But is so I'm a upset large with it. And I'm not actually not playing it that much because I'm kind of used to my week or two off. And I need to I need to get back into it if I don't want this to be a forever grind. Yeah, I'm. I was never as effective. Like I was listening to Sarah uh, talk last week about um, <laughs> um, about Sarah how H. she's been playing the game, where you know she'll derank until lunchtime, then play for her four wins, and then derank till dinner time and play for her four wins, and then derank and reset. And I keep telling myself like I have to set timers so I do the same thing because I've never been effective with that and. For the last two weeks, I've basically been at 1,600 uh, with no going up, no going down, just lots of draws, lots of losses, and then a quick win. Uh, there's – like I'm just close enough to a couple things that I want to keep playing to get those couple things. But man, some of those endgame grinds, I just don't know. I <laughs> I just don't know. And especially I think for a lot of us, 
this is the reason we're playing this game is because we can play it at our desks at work. We could play it, yeah. you know, on mm-hmm. on the train or wherever. <laughs> if Project X Cloud does what Project X Cloud says Project X Cloud is going to do, <laughs> I don't need Gears Pop to fill that void in my life. It will get dropped very quickly. So we'll see what winds up happening with all that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I have no more to say about Gears Pop. All right. All right. Um, what about the uh, prequels, uh, Gears Snack and Gears Crackle? <laughs> so I'm going to talk about the games I played this week. I have a very brief story because I knew by the time it got to me, it would already be uh, you know a half hour, 45 minutes into the episode. And we have other stuff we need to talk about. So I mm. just wanted to say Time Spinner real quick because I knew you two would appreciate it. Mm. So for those of you who have made it a half hour in but have not listened much to the show or are fairly new to the show – RTDL, Random To-Do List, which we will talk about more later, is a monthly competition where you get 25 random achievements, very briefly. One of the achievements I got last month was in Time Spinner, a game that I added to my collection but had not yet started. And L and everyone has been going on about this game forever. I got a story-related achievement to defeat a particular enemy. I That wasn't the last achievement I earned in Random To-Do List. Um, I had re-rolled a couple they were easier, or not easier, but quicker than what I had re-rolled out of. So I was able to finish my list with, I don't know, seven or eight days to go. So I got to play what I wanted. And I played a lot of Time Spinner. And it was excellent. So um, really enjoyed that. I had no problem with saves across my Surface and my Xbox. No scary messages with which one's your cloud save. You're going to lose everything you've ever done. Goodbye. Like, it was awesome. So um, really enjoyed hmm. it. As mentioned already by everyone, if you had any fondness for Symphony of the Night, you really have to play Time Spinner. Um, Aside from that, the only other gaming story I wanted to tell uh, for this week actually has to do with hardware. So as we all know, as we're all Xbox One X owners, um, the Kinect doesn't just hook up to it, right? You need to have that converter cable thing. And the converter cable thing, if you didn't get it when it was free, because the Xbox One S, you uh, wind up having to pay quite a bit of money because they stopped producing them. So I had purchased one of those cables some times ago. And as with many of the peripheral things I own, it lives at Elle's house now. So I haven't been able to use it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was buying I some... You don't steal your stuff. You don't steal it. I leave it there. That's, that's on me. So um, anyway... I was on Amazon. Peripheral. Oh, man. Uh, I can't wait for Fug to tell me again how I'm pronouncing that wrong. But um, <laughs> I. Well, he's old and we don't allow old people no, on the show. So go never, ahead. Never. Uh, anyway, I was on Amazon buying some other stuff because, you know, that's what I do when I'm not playing Gears Pop at work. And I saw a relatively cheap cables, 20 or $25, one of the knockoff ones. I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen my Kinect actually function in a while, and and it's time. It's I, I like the technology. I've always liked the technology, as imperfect as it is. Let me hook it back up. So I got the cable, hooked it back up, and I like I honestly got like a little uh, emotional seeing the lights come back on, being like, oh man, my Kinect works. So that was my other big thing. Is I hooked up my Xbox One Kinect again, and I played some Just Dance 2019. And it felt awesome. It just felt great to play and move my body and earn some gamer score. Um, and then some 
a couple days later, I was playing Burnout Paradise. And after you finish a race, it shows you a picture of yourself. And I went, oh, right. That's why I didn't like connect. But, um, (laughs) self-defecating, but, um, all that aside, joking aside, like it's awesome to have the connect hooked up again. And I'm excited to jump back into some games that I have abandoned that are connect games. My 360 connect has been hooked up the whole time. I just haven't felt like playing it. So, um, you know, the next time I come on, hopefully I'll be able to tell you about how I uh, punched out shape up or something like that. So we'll see how it goes. That was it for me. Brevity. <laughs> Is the soul oh, of... Right. Now the show can start. I know. <laughs> What's our next topic, faux panel um, leader? Boxes or briefs? What? <laughs> this is what happens when you let you Sarah edit the document. <laughs> what did she? I think I think she may have slipped some. We're underwear, into New York. The, uh, There's no time for this. The, the template. City that never sleeps. Text guide or video guide? Yeah, Sarah H. Stop using guides and play point and clicks with your freaking brain. Use your brain. Okay, so someone that you. has both Sherlock Holmes and the Book of Unwritten Tales on my RTDL list. Oh, use the guide, uh, yeah. Michelle. <laughs> I think we have a community question. No, but use your brain we're gonna first. We're going to answer, though. Right? Then we're going to try. We're going to try. Uh-oh. All right. So I'm going to read the question. And then, uh, Nate, you're going to answer first. Oh, okay. All right. Nate, you go first. <laughs> I think Wait, Jay you want Black- me to answer before the question comes out? That makes no sense. Answer now. Oh. Jeopardy. Yes. Okay. Um, out of all the games you own but haven't played yet, which ones do you really want to play, and why haven't you done so yet? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, I think the obvious answer, in terms of the reason, (laughs) is because of contests. Uh, I won't name any specific contests, but there's just a lot of them going on, and most of them are um, (laughs) time-sensitive. They have a time component to them. So if you are playing uh, a game you want to play, for instance, um, it's kind of conflicting with uh, or competing against your uh, attention for completing contests on time and not letting, I don't know, other people in an organization who might be depending upon you uh, to get a certain number of stuff done in a certain time frame. Perhaps. Just off the top of my head. <laughs> um, what, what do I want to play? I'm going to say, what haven't I played? So in terms of like, haven't even cracked it open. Um, I'm just going to rattle off three or four. And um, because I can't really decide because my collection is too freaking huge. Uh, oh Air, uh, Memories of Old. Uh, it looks perfect for me. Uh, a Hat in Time. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's like a three. Why? Well, if you've seen the artwork for Air... It looks like something. Oh, it looks a lot like rhyme. That, I didn't oh, want to say it looks like rhyme, but okay. it looks like rhyme, uh, at least from a from a glance. <clears throat> a Hat in Time Got is it. a platformer. It's kind of like the N sixty four type era uh, platformer. I know uh, Rocker has talked about it. I'm look- what about? Oh, is that based on our uh, community member Hat um, Tongue? Yeah, I think so. I think it's you know based completely <laughs> based on him. Hat on. Uh, and then of course I was just looking through and, and I realized. I haven't played Assassin's Creed Origins or Odyssey, nor have I scored an achievement in either of them. Uh, and I, I love the Assassin's Creed uh, games. Um, so I, 
Did you hear what the uh, November games with Global? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. This <laughs> is great. I have no idea. I have, have to scroll down oh. to figure that out. <laughs> but yeah, for that's that's it for me. The, those Very are good, good ones. ones. What about you, Al? Hmm. I'm gonna say that I haven't been keeping up well with the WWE games. Believe it or not. So I have played them. But and and gotten some achievements, but I haven't touched the story mode or the career mode in 2019. And look at that, it's October, the new one comes out this month. So, as luck would have it, on my new RTDL, I actually got an achievement to start that up. But this is a problem, it should not take RTDL to get me to start up career mode on one of my favorite franchises. So, I'm going to go with WWE 2K19. Ah, and I'll say just for the heck of it, Final Fantasy mm. 15, because I definitely had fun with that comrade stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna play the play the campaign now for sure. <laughs> no, in the how it goes, or you're gonna play the standalone, right? You can play the standalone comrades, right? Mm, yeah. No, nope, never touched that either. Even though, even though I know if you turn that on, you get achievements pop right away. Nope, okay. still never did that. What about part two? Uh, why haven't you? Uh, Played your sweaty man games. Uh, <laughs> you just wanted to say sweaty man games. Um, the reason I haven't is a little stupid OCDness. I never finished sixteen, which was a really long grind. So I w- kept telling myself I want to finish that one first and then go in order and finish them you all. You want to grind order. out the sweaty man games? But I should at least. <clears throat> okay. I, okay. Yes, just that's correct. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> Nothing. We've already established that I like sweaty men. It's nothing new. It's just that you want to grind. Them. That's we, okay. We don't beat dead horses on the show. <laughs> okay. Speaking of horses, Michelle, what's yours? <laughs> oh, you might have looked at my sheet, you cheater. Um, I did not. So my, my immediate answers to this question <laughs> <laughs> were actually uh, games that I both I started both. So that's not really fair. So I have another answer. Uh, but Red Dead Redemption Two, um, especially watching L play through some of it this weekend. Uh, once I got mm-hmm. over the fact that he's constantly lost and it was getting very frustrating, <laughs> I was really enjoying watching the game again. And um, I do have uh, friends that are not Xbox people, I know, who have played Red Dead Redemption and keep asking, but why haven't Red Dead Redemption 2? And why haven't you yet? Well, uh, it's hard to explain. So, so Michelle. Yes. What street do horses live on? Oh, God. Why are you distracting me in the middle of answering a question? <laughs> Main Street. Go ahead. All right. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> anyway. Uh, right. So Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, just is something I want to put more time in. I played the first chapter on one of these days where I had nothing else going on. And I was like, oh, now I'm going to sit down and play it. And then Team RTDL happened and it didn't it didn't work out. Uh, another game that I've started that I would love to play more of was a game that was mentioned, but then your question distracted me. So, oh, Assassin, <laughs> not Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed, that. I honestly don't remember. Because um, I should have written oh, good, it down. Those games because, suck. <sighs> oh, um, Enslaved Odyssey to the West is another game that I've started. And mm. uh, I hear nothing but amazing things. The, the Pixies Perfect 10 DLC just got relisted i think so um that's an opportunity to actually because that's part of the reason why i had said like excused myself for not playing this apparently amazing game um and it's available again so 
That's not a reason anymore. Uh, but the game I have not started that I, I don't own it, but uh, I don't own it because it's known to be a very long game. And I just know I don't play games that way is Stardew Valley. Uh, mm. Stardew Valley, to my understanding, if you've ever played a Harvest Moon game, is basically this generation's Harvest Moon. And I loved Harvest Moon on my Super Nintendo and on my Game Boy. They were favorites of mine that I always return to for the comfort of getting to play them. And Stardew Valley is very, very good and very well regarded, but it's also a 150-hour to 200-hour completion. Uh, and I know that my tendency when I'm playing a management game like that is to go, but one more thing, but one more thing, and then it's four in the morning, and I can't afford too many of those. So if I had to answer the question at its most uh, literal level for a game I have not started, it would be Stardew Valley that I just, I wish I would settle down and play, but I just, I know that I'm I'm not going to, unfortunately. Did you ever read or hear of Blood, Sweat, and Pixels? I've heard the title, but I know nothing about it. So it's um, the subtitle is The Triumphant Turbulent Stories Behind behind How Video Games Are Made. And uh, that is one of the case studies. Really? Um, yes. It's, and it's very interesting to hear about that guy and uh, how he made uh, that game. So I, w- I would recommend you uh, check that out if you happen to be near a library sometime. Every now and again, I happen to wander into one. <laughs> and they ask me to leave the kitchen. And, you know, so. Um, yeah, uh, awesome. I would definitely will check that out. So thank you for the community question. I, I do think it was Jables, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, but if it wasn't Jables, you can correct us. Get out of town. I think it was. It sounds correct right. Correct us next week. All right. The yeah. name's very familiar. <laughs> what do you call a well-balanced horse? <laughs> Stable. All right. Um. <laughs> Man, shouldn't Google things during the podcast, right? Well, not those things. Just leave that to Elroy. <laughs> oh, I wanted to give an honorable mention to the uh, Batman games that I still have to do. Also, uh, the Arkham games, but I have technically played them. I've started them before, but never got really far into them. I like. I played. Oh, these are problems. Arkham Asylum problems, and Arkham problems. City. Um, and then yeah, those ones. Th- there was the third, right? Arkham. Origins. Knigget. What's that? Knigget. Arkham Knight, right. Um, <laughs> and I just, that, it's interesting because I really enjoyed those first two, but I have no inclination to play the, the third one. And I don't know if that's the same stuff coming back to the four. Wasn't there? Like you, I, you're you're skipping over people's? Origins. Is everybody skipping oh. Origins? Um, Wasn't there a different... Clearly. <laughs> something? Well, Rocksteady did the, the core series, Arkham City and Knight. Oh, they did not. <clears throat> okay. And then, um, gosh, I can't remember. <laughs> I feel so bad for not knowing their name. Um, uh, the Coalition? <laughs> mm, no. I think so those other guys. Those other guys Two-Face. did um, uh, Origins. And they also did the Metroidvania, Blackgate. What? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. one. That one's not real. It, okay, so here's the thing. Origins when it came out was buggy, right? It was buggy. Right. It was it, like it, had it was a very inferior poor product. Launch. That's that was my understanding Bugging. about but it. But they they supported it. <clears throat> they came back, they fixed it up. It's actually I remember that. a good game. Uh you know, is it the exact same as Arkham is it the exact same quality? It's pretty close. And to give credit where it's due, apparently that's developed by Warner Brothers Games Montreal. Okay, yeah, I thought it was Montreal something, but I wasn't sure. All right. Well, that was a good question. I, I enjoyed getting to answer that. Um, 
But I suppose we should move I on. saw um, a meme on Facebook the other day. Oh, boy. If this is about horses, I'm turning off the recording. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's somebody named their horse Mayo. So now they could say Mayo Nays. I uh, just wanted to figure you'd like that one, Michelle. Because you love mayonnaise so much. And, and she, turned off her she broke her yep. Skype. <laughs> She's gone. Way to go, Al. <laughs> All right. We could have a guy talk now. Sausage party. Sausage party. When is the sequel coming out? I don't know. I don't know. I've got to find more horse jokes. I think she must be falling over and laughing. <laughs> So, Nate, how many tabs do you have open this week? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for saving me. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That must be a bail way. All right, go ahead. I have two tabs open, (laughs) one for Xbox sales and one for 360 sales. Oh, Um, well played. Well played. I'm not really going to get anything this week. Wow. I know, right? Are you sick? Yeah, I'm just looking, and there's just nothing new to get. So instead, I'll take this time uh, to remind everyone to get Waka's pick, his favoriteest game of ever, mm. Albedo, Eyes from Outer Space. <laughs> it's got a, it's got a really extremely um, low ratio. <laughs> it's got an extremely out there score from him. I won't say positive or negative. Uh, it's two seventy nine. It's eighty percent down. Um, yeah, I mean, Waka said a lot about this game, so you should probably check it out. Um, <laughs> Still waiting on the uh, Game yeah. Club edition. Or you could do that. Um, uh, Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition for the for the what? Xbox is 50% off. It's $10. That's a great game. Don't really want to say too much more about it. Um that, that's kind of all there is to say about the X1 sales, other than Super Lucky's Tale is 50% off. Uh, it's for $10, and they still don't have the mm. DLC for sale, <laughs> which is really, really frustrating, because I want that. We cannot afford a few bucks to I, support. I can totally do that, but it's just the principle. I, now, okay. I have a question. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Well, should I finish 360, or should I answer your question? Uh, just okay. a real quick question, looking mm-hmm. at this list. When you see a game called Road Redemption, do you think they're trying to fool stupid people <laughs> into thinking it's Red Dead no, Redemption? No, because I don't think Road Redemption. I think Road Rage or um, – because that's – It's got okay. my attention, just looking at the name well, of it. I, I remember when this one was coming out, it reminded me of um, – I think it was Road Rage. It was the motorcycle racing game. Well, that's because well, you're knowledgeable. <laughs> I'm just talking about based on just the title. Uh Yeah. <clears throat> possibly i can oh. see them shooting for that angle and then um i probably never mentioned this before but there's a game called conan on the 360 it's 85 percent off oh. it's three dollars it's a hack and slash it's very similar to like a god of war um and yeah it's three dollars if you haven't gotten it just get it it's so good but importantly is it backwards compatible it is absolutely not backwards compatible Oh, that would be horrible. the only deterrent, but it's worth it if you if you if you still oh, got a 360 man. plugged in somewhere. Uh, it's it's a fun game, and I see. Let's just see who's got the completion here, just for giggles. It's going to be absolutely you. not. No, no, it's Matism, um, Smirnov. Uh, we got Chewy Onus. Awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he punched it a long time ago. I see a yeah, lot of people. So on my well, list. you probably got more friends than me. 
But uh, those are my the people I know that have the full completions. And True Marvelous, but we haven't seen him in forever. And Sangrius. You know, all those million Gamerscore people sometimes talk to us. Yeah, Easy I'm only 359, also. but I'm having a great time. So <laughs> I obviously have a lot more work to do. Mm, I mean, you're, you're 39 on my okay. list out of 67. Well, it's 359 TA. Most people yeah. have 10. <laughs> I recommend it, though. So... Anybody else see anything actually worth picking up? 25 hours. Mm, I no. immediately said no, because I'm going to bring up a point in a moment that will lead us on to other discussion. Um, but on a second look, I did stop quickly on the infectious madness of Dr. Decker, mm, which is yeah. another one of these uh, FMV mm. style games like Late Shift. And I think The Bunker maybe was the same publisher. Um, it's Lovecraftian and some kind of mystery. Uh, it is, I believe, seven seventy nine instead of twelve ninety nine. It looked interesting. It, it just that it's pretty well received, and that FMV game type is, is definitely not something we typically get to engage with. Mm. The TA classifies it as a visual novel. Completion takes eight to ten hours. But if the story is good in a game like that, that's really what you're buying in for. And my understanding is that that it is. So that was the only game on the whole list. Because what I noticed from the list is a lot of what's on sale this week is on Game Pass. So mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure what the marketing strategy is for that. I don't know if that's, you know, Stupid like people. people hey. who just refuse Game Pass and so they're going to buy this. Uh, or no people who are you. worried that a game that they really enjoy might go <laughs> out of Game Pass so they want ownership. Or if it's the look you could buy these on sale and the sale prices are great but if you took two of the games you would have spent on in the sale and just bought a month of game pass ultimate you could play those two and many more uh but it it's just it's hard to look at the sales now because between sales repeating so much the absolute glut of games that are out these days so it's hard to keep them straight and having access to so many and an increasing number in game pass it's just, it's really hard to, to find any diamonds in these sales. There's just so much access to too many things, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I agree, especially when they're putting stuff like Crackdown 3 on sale. That, hello, pay a dollar well, for Game Pass. Me, right, because one of, the, um, one of the deals on the Xbox app um, is to get, what do you get, like 4,000... Uh, Microsoft Space Bucks. If you uh, if you spend twenty <laughs> real world dollars, um, and it's all you know Microsoft stuff. So it's stuff that you already have because you have Game Pass. You know, if you're a Game Pass person, you've already got this stuff. So am I really going to spend? Uh, you know, to buy Crackdown. Am I going to spend to buy the other thing? The only one that I was maybe even considering was uh, Forza uh, Horizon. For like the uh, bonus content or whatever, you know, just to get the mm. season pass, just to get those extra DLCs. Um, <clears throat> but that's a fifty dollar investment, so right, just, yeah, and a time investment. When are you oh, realistically yeah. going to play it? Well, that, that's that true. Often becomes my question on longer, um, more triple A development level titles. Is they may be amazing and it might be great to have access to them, but am I realistically going to put more than an hour or two into it before I'm on to the next thing or before I decide I just don't have time for it? The, realistically, no. Um, and there's they just announced a whole bunch of new stuff coming to Game Pass. So you got this list of sales, but when you're going to get a whole new set of games for free, including new content that releases into Game Pass... 
it's it's hard to spend any more money than you're already spending on your subscription. That's absolutely true. Yeah, I mean, it's getting hard. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the sales and uh, maybe it's because I've been looking at the sales for too many years now, but <laughs> there's a lot less to buy these days. And sales used to be structured very differently, too. It used to just be those, uh, they, they phrase them as spotlight sales, mm-hmm. where this week it's going to be Square Enix content, and, and that's all you're going to get, uh, especially with these ID titles. They tend to go on sale frequently as long as you're not looking to buy one. As soon as you're trying to buy it, it will never yeah, go on sale again. Of course not. But, you know, they're on sale so <laughs> frequently. It's, it's just, it, it's, I don't know the economy of video games at this point i really don't with digital marketplaces and the physical marketplace dwindling down and how steam and epic storefronts tie into all this i i don't i don't understand it at this point but i feel like if your game is going on sale every third week for eight dollars why not just mark it down to eight dollars is the whole um you know door in the face strategy of telling someone ten dollars wait that's too much but what they'll buy it when it's eight actually working that effectively like i i just I don't get it. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this sort of thing between either of you? <laughs> no. <laughs> do we have any thoughts on... Um... <laughs> I don't like, have thoughts like, in general. What is it about the economy of games that they, they do this sort of sale thing? Like in, in most other things, like if you're in a supermarket and you want to buy whatever it is in the supermarket, whatever food item, uh, if you're buying like a box of granola bars, right? If it doesn't sell well, they'll put it on sale. And then if it sells well, eventually the manufacturer is going to say, you know what, if it's selling better at this price point, why don't we just price cut it? We'll call it a permanent price cut. It makes the consumer feel good because it's a lower price, but we never should have been selling it for as much as it was in the first place. And eventually it just gets clearanced until it's gone. Like, I I don't get what the economy is of gaming that it's that this structure is valid, where it's it's always a $15 settled price point, but we'll just put it on sale every third week. Like, how does that help? the developer how does that help them sell more copies like why not just reduce the price anyway if it's going to be on sale so frequently i feel like albedo comes up at least once a month <laughs> I don't, yeah i don't think it's once a month but it's, it's definitely been before and it definitely comes around i don't understand you know i don't understand the scheduling for these sales like i get three months after release and um <clears throat> and then we'll put it on discounts because yeah because then you get your initial wave and that's where you make the majority of your money and then you make some cleanup money uh by dropping the price later for people mm-hmm. that you know are, are just looking for sales or have game pass or have all these other things that um you know that makes it so that they don't need to buy the game right away um but like why is deep ones on sale it's 50 percent <laughs> off you right know, it's a five dollar game it's on sale um there must be something somewhere that shows that you know this is advantageous and that they're they're actually getting sales because of this. Um, when people see a sale, I know I will buy something. But just do you really do that sometime. anymore? Right, I, I feel like that was Not lately, something. But because of backlog, your backlog is sure. never ever going to go away as long as you're a Game Pass subscriber. It's it's just never going to happen. No. You are never going to be caught right. up that is, because that's even if you true. had played and completed every game that you started that was in Game Pass, there's going to be another twenty games there that you've never played. So that that's not a that that idea of well, it's cheap enough. I'll just throw two dollars at it. When's when? What's the last game you bought that you had zero interest in? But hey, it's a buck, right? Like World Enduro Rally was the last one that I can not think lately. of that a bunch of people went. Well, it's a dollar. The developer actually responded to some tweets. I'll, I'll throw them a buck. That doesn't really happen anymore. Where mm-hmm. that that used to happen if some summer of arcade game was on sale for two fifty, 
hey, it was a summer arcade game. I, I'm not really interested in it, mm-hmm. but I'm going to snap it up anyway. Absolutely. There were less games then. But it's true. That's what I think. But um, Toe Jam and Earl just got a price reduction yeah. to fourteen ninety nine. Still not going to get me to play that, though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see it that well. Right. You don't see them do that that often, though. The permanent price reduction. There was. So... Now that now that it's permanently fourteen ninety nine, you know what you do? <laughs> right. You wait for it to be fifty percent off. At Although it's interesting you mentioned that because there was a time um, before ID at Xbox, but in late stage Xbox Live Arcade where they did do permanent price reductions. I mean, this was long enough ago that were that the prices were given in Microsoft points. But I remember a game. I think like Adventures of Shuggy rela- released at eight hundred Microsoft points, but was permanently reduced to four hundred. I think that happened to Rascals too. Like. Once a week or once every other week, there was a permanent mm-hmm. price reduction that scanned into. I don't know if Microsoft ever officially announced them, but they would scan into sites like Store Parser, uh, and maybe that happens and we just don't see it because there are so many games now. That's that's also obviously a, a possibility, uh, but I imagine with our group, uh, somebody would would catch that. But if anybody knows more, if anyone in Discord, you know, if you have a better sense of this, I would love to know more because I I don't understand it, but I find it fascinating. It is fascinating. It's a breaking news story from Corey. Wanted to let everyone know that <laughs> where the beasts make honey is getting oh, a new you achievement. Have to be joking. <laughs> it's one new achievement? <laughs> Just a new achievement? Really? Uh, <clears throat> well, we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. The problem is that you're the one that broke this news story. Well, I- so I have no idea... If this is you attempting to work out another horse joke somewhere, no, it's or actually if you're true. Actually, being legit. This is actually true. I did oh, see this. Wait, let's see if oh I can do this. Oh my god, where the horses eat hay expansion <laughs> of of this game. Wow. All right. Well. Oh wait, I found one. What do you get if you cross a horse with a bee? Neighbors. <sighs> wow, that's terrible. Uh, that one I don't even like. All right. All right. Neighbors. Um, all right. Cool. Well, hello, neighbors. I think we spent a lot of time talking about Game Pass, and if L was a like actual host who paid attention to what was going on instead of just figuring out how to derail me, he I might have said, "Hey, anything. Nate, there are new Game Pass games." Hey, Nate, would you like to read the list of new Game Pass games for us? <laughs> so sure, Palomino, mine. Um, <laughs> oh man, you're in on it too. Dishonored oh, Two no. is coming on the third. World War Z, which I foolishly bought for. Possibly full price is on ten ten. <laughs> uh, Lele also maybe yeah, kickstarted at least. for full price on ten ten. <laughs> Fallout New Vegas definitely <laughs> did not buy that for full price on the seventeenth. <clears throat> Along with that, Felix the Reaper, which is a day one release. Uh, it's an ID at Xbox game. I'm excited about this. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, Panzer Dragoon Orta is an Xbox OG title, so no achievement. So why are you downloading that on the seventeenth? The Outer Worlds <laughs> on the twenty fifth. Uh, which is also a day one release to Game Pass, <laughs> and After Party, uh, which is by the same developer that did Oxenfree. We've mentioned that, I think, 300 times, uh, also <laughs> on the 29th. Um, but that game looks exciting uh, slash interesting as well. I'll probably play it for five minutes and then wish I had continued. Yeah. I'm thinking that gets added to the collection with prayers for it being pulled by the RTDL gods in November. And then when it doesn't, I'll forget that I have access to it. Um, but then the downside to Game Pass, you know, like, yeah, you get a ton of these games and you just have so much to play, but then they go away. Um, and going away this month, we have uh, mm. Right Angle Bracket Observer. Uh, <laughs> we have Dead Island Riptide DE. 
uh, Definitive Edition, and we have Resident Evil 5, and then we have Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. (laughs) Um, Do any of these tempt you to kind of um, put some other stuff aside, make some time for any of these? Well, I don't really know anything about Observer. Michelle, we're starting Dead Island. I will never willingly play a Dead Island game again. I own Resident (laughs) Evil 5 already, so I'm not worried about that. And I see Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption has a note on the rundown document that says buggy so that terrifies me do you know anything <laughs> about this buggy notification that comes <laughs> yeah you play in a little so car it is a souls like um and oh, it's not it's not as in-depth as a souls oh, game no. so there's oh, really <clears throat> the you know the interstitial stuff between the boss fights doesn't really exist you basically just run to a boss fight you may have two or three encounters on your way there, mm-hmm. but nothing, nothing serious. And I think those are mostly just to help you remember how to play the game. Um, and so it really is just boss fights. And um, apparently it is a little bit buggy in terms of um, you know, some of the boss encounters maybe don't behave the way they should. It's not a bad game. I, I enjoyed it, but <clears throat> I always knew in the back of my head that I wasn't going to complete it before it got delisted. And now I'm sorry, not delisted before it left game pass. Mm-hmm. And now it's actually coming around. And I'm thinking I will probably go back and try to get some of those things that I know aren't too difficult. Some of the boss encounters aren't that bad. Uh, I think I can get them uh, without too much trouble. Um, I think Smitty said he was going to maybe go back for some stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And Ob- observer was, um, this is kind of a, a it's a very story based game. Apparently, the achievements are uh, missable if you're not uh, looking for collectibles, um, and it it looks like it may take two run throughs. Uh, you can get it in one if you're um, at the very end of your run through. <clears throat> if it doesn't bug out and you can get both endings, then you would have to play through a second time. But you only have to get the collectibles on one of your runs. It didn't say that they persist to your second run. So I think you have to do mm-hmm. it all in one run. Um, so the way I was going to play this was guideless. And then second run was going to be the collectible run. The guide on the first page actually says, do it the other way. Play oh, it no. with the guide, <laughs> get the collectibles. And then the second run. Uh, so first run, I think it was like 10 to 12 hours. They were saying second run would be two to three. Okay. Um, so I don't really want to not enjoy this game. Uh, by following a guide, you know, step by step. Um, interesting. Uh, the lead character in this is Wrecker Hauer, uh, who who did. Um, so he died recently. Oh wow! Yeah, um, huh. he did. <laughs> um, he did. Yeah. So I mean, oh yeah. man. Oh, Will it bother you though if it goes out of Game Pass and you haven't gotten the completion? Like, because you could still keep playing it the way that you're playing it. And if you don't get to the second playthrough, you don't, as long as you get through and experience the game. And I think that, like, speaking personally, like, that's the biggest part of my mentality toward gaming that I I actively am trying to break at this point is I'm not getting 100% completion anyway. If you love a game, you can go back and play it. You can buy it when it is on very deep discount. But it does, does it bother you to have approach where maybe you don't get the completion you don't finish it but you get to actually just enjoy the story before it goes out of game pass mm, not really <laughs> like i'm not a completionist <laughs> so it doesn't really bother me too much like i just ran into this issue with um what is that stupid anime thing that just came out jump force jump force yeah so jump mm-hmm. force just came 
it's a fighting game, uh, so I uh, probably don't have the skill or the time to develop the skill to, you know, beat it before it before it leaves. Um, and I was thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, I can get I can get a thousand space points by downloading hmm. it and getting two achievements, but now I've got this thing on my tag. Am I am I really going to play much more than just two achievements? And that kind of has prevented me from downloading it. Um, mm-hmm. So, so to a, to a degree, sure, yeah. It, it you know, <clears throat> it's it's. I'm not going to play these things to completion. I'm not going to be too bugged. But it's also to the point where I was just like, okay, if I'm only going to get two or three, do I even want to start it? I right. Yeah, but observer, something like observer, where I think I'm going to get pulled into the story. I mean, I probably wouldn't be too upset if I didn't get everything, but. I mean, if the second run through is only two to three hours. I don't and know. Do they have um, dates that these are actually uh-huh. being removed on? I know they've been announced for removal, but is this end of the month? Is this mid-month? Or is it sort of like in the ether of somewhere? Yeah, I did not see specific dates for when these things are getting removed. Um, okay, I hadn't <laughs> either. Yeah. And apparently Observer is doable if you if you focus on it. Um, you can probably get it done in, you know, depending on how much free time you have. Uh, three nights, something like that. Three or four nights. Okay. Um, Al, are you interested in any of the stuff that's coming to Game Pass? Mm, what's coming to Game Pass? No. Uh, you know what? World War Z, I would play. I like the Left 4 Dead games. And like you said just a minute ago, if we don't get the completion, that's fine. Okay. I know there's grindy yeah, stuff. Who cares? My, my comment there is it's fairly grindy if you want to get everything. Trying to get away from that, too. I'm hoping with After Party, because we have such a a good group of people in Discord uh, who listen and chat about what they're playing, and there's been such good feedback with the Oxenfree uh, Game Club, that I'm hoping that that sort of groundswell of excitement will lead to a whole bunch of us playing it at the same time so we can all kind of talk about those experiences jointly. I find them very, and I think this is the case for most of us, we're very community motivated. So, you know, it's a little bit like if I see you doing it, I'm going to want too as well i'm going to want to be a part of that discussion <clears throat> something like red dead redemption when it's new it's, it's a 50 something hour game we're going to be playing at different rates uh mm-hmm. something like after party if it plays like oxen free uh in terms of there being kind of clear cutoffs like did you see when this happened and that kind of thing i think would just be a really fun game to be in on the ground level with uh sort of like when the walking dead games were coming out and you knew you could play an episode in two hours so just play that episode at release and then you could talk to people about it as it's happening so i'm kind of hoping that will organically happen with afterpass if not with a little bit of en- or um, after party pardon me with if not with a little bit of encouragement so I'm, I'm looking forward to that i really do hope that we have that sort of thing going on for that game Kronos, make it happen <laughs> um we also have the two games with gold available as of the day of recording october 1st please everyone download bolt and get an achievement to pop my ta ratio on that one thank you and uh, on the Xbox One side, we have Tempo the Badass Elephant. Um, Yay. You Badassery. played that, Nate? Yeah, I got the completion. I, of course, paid full price um, <clears throat> because it's a platformer. <laughs> I think it's from Sega. Um, so it was worth it just to yeah, you blew it up and you get that sound. And I was just like, it took me back. I was just like, oh, my oh yeah. God, I, really? I, I, I am pretty sure up right now. that you get the Sega and like uh, I, I got the goose pimples when that happened. So. <laughs> There's something about Tembo 
and like hell yeah which i know are very different games of the wrath mm-hmm. of the dead rabbit but there's something about them that strikes some sort of similarity in my brain and maybe it's just like animal protagonists mm. being like lethal in their way but still looking cutesy i mean i don't know much about tembo but there, there's something about the two of them that seems to get lumped together in my brain oh. <clears throat> i think hell yeah was also published by sega i think that's true all right, well, Bolt and Tempo. So those are games of gold that are available currently. The doggy and the elephant. All right, we had an animal theme anyway. Mm, I didn't know what you're talking about. Not, not looking up anymore, jokes. All right, I'm going <laughs> to keep moving the panel along. Um, <laughs> so now that we've talked about all the games that we probably won't play because we don't have time, let's talk about the reasons why we're not playing those games, and that would be all the many contests that we are involved in at any time. Um, and I see first up here on the docket is Just Punch It. So for those of you who don't know, Just Punch It is a program run by the most wonderful Wookiee, Chewy on Ice. Um, otherwise known as, what was it, Chewy Honest? I think Chewy it's Chewy Honest, yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> Isis? In Just Punch It, you are being challenged wow. to find games Harsh. on your tag that you have three or less achievements left in where your last achievement unlocked was over a year ago. Thankfully, Chewy is a very diligent Wookiee, and he will do most of this work for you. But if you are completing a game that you know fits those parameters, let Chewy know so he can put you on his awesome uh, Google spreadsheet and give you credit for the games that you've completed. Uh, have you guys made any new progress with uh, the Just Punch It challenge? I have not. I have not really <clears throat> been targeting this uh, yet. Yet? Sounds like you have a plan. I do have a plan. I think I have a couple games. <clears throat> uh, you know, I think we wanted to. I'm not sure if we were going to talk about that later or not, but um, I, I have some plans for the rest of the year, and some of them might involve some games that fit this uh, requirement. Okay. I. I... Mm. It's a no <laughs> for me. Like you have no games that that meet the requirement, or you're just completely uh, not involved with this particular competition. Oh, I'm sure I have games that fit this, but you know the contest I, I pay attention to. The terrible pun awards. Um, I was going to go for Shape Up, <laughs> but I have four <laughs> achievements left, so unfortunately I will not qualify. But I do have still other games that I, I will eventually, hopefully, get through. Oh, that's easy. Just just do one of them and then go for it next <laughs> that's year. Excellent <laughs> point. Excellent so, point. So easy. All right, cool. So I, I, easy. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, so just punch it again. Thank you to Chewy for running that and uh, for giving people another way to go about getting stuff done in their game collections. Moving on from just punch it, we have the contest we have been talking about a lot, and we have a lot to say about it, so buckle up. The random to-do list is a challenge that is being run by our mates over at the Real Gamer Score podcast. So before I move forward, as always, thank you so much to them for running it and for allowing us to do our thing with it, making sure that we are able to have a room in our Discord that pops up all the achievements uh, is certainly something we could not do with their support. And thank you to Tarragon for for founding it and to Chin for doing all the work that he does because Chin had a lot to do with the team side. Especially... Yeah. The yeah. last three months, months. all the rerolls. Chin mm-hmm. and Chin supposedly <clears throat> is working a lot more, so he's been balancing that with keeping up with the rerolls and everything. So thank you, Chin Doctor. 
And yeah, so yeah, just we again very much appreciate that we have this kind of access, and uh, we had a wonderful time with the team competition, which just wrapped up. Um, L, I know you were reaching out to Chin about possibly getting some stats. Were you able to get them? Mm, kind of. All right. What What did you learn? I learned that a lot of people got full combos. Aw, Foof, I miss you, babe. Sexy little Foof. Don't tell Brooke I've been looking at your high road, the two. Elroy, OMJ, Matism, Daniel, JJ Abrams, 14, <laughs> Rucker Dude, what the fuck? NBA Kirkland, Death Dealers, and Kronos. Um, I'm pretty sure Freshy Fresh got it too, my boy Freshy. Right there at the buzzer. So pay attention there, Doc Doc people. I want to give a special shout out to my team, um, Big L's Sandwiches and Tacos, <clears throat> Michelle and Death Dealers. And Freshy and Enigma Gamer 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 seventy seven and Stan followed by P Tart. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you guys in our team room. I hope we still continue to chat. Michelle, did you get all the full combos? Um, yes, with the asterisk, of course. I did use some rerolls, but I I did mm-hmm. get all the full combos. I think back to the test month too so i am so excited to be able to just You've been my number one pick <laughs> play games again it's uh but it was fun and i think this past month because the pressure of the competition was a little different i i had enough time i, I re-rolled two final fantasy 7 achievements and i definitely had the time to do them but i'm glad as it turned out to have re-rolled them and gotten some stuff that took me a little less time I played a lot of Sacred 3, which was fun. But more importantly than that, it was fun to engage with our team. And it was fun to see the other teams do stuff. Even though the Awesome Possums had the worst preload in history in the first month. It was still <laughs> fun to know that they must have gotten together and thought that through. And they kind of tried to make it happen this month. But they either ran out of time or overestimated or underestimated how much they could actually do in the time that was left. Um, but the possums did great. Mario Party did great insofar as yeah, so unlocks and oh, I have perfect. All that. So you can you can take that over. Well, I I have it I have it for the third month anyway. I, I don't have the combined well, scores. Actually, Hopefully we can. Sorry, get that real soon. quick before you go into that, uh, Kush, did you have any shout outs go you ahead. want to make to your teammates? Yeah, good job, team. What team were you on? Okay, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I was on uh, Mario Party, oh. and uh, I will pull that up right Who's now. Who's the captain? No, Mar- Mario Party was <clears throat> Mario Party was first place in uh, points, and that's you know we were the whole time we were playing it. We, uh-huh. Our side discussion was always about how points were what really mattered, and like mm-hmm. from day one, mm-hmm. we were like, "Of course, well, no, I mean, this this wasn't <laughs> of this wasn't because of you know you know we were only leading in that, but like." When we were considering what we wanted to value, <clears throat> we said points. Like, just from day one, we thought this should have been about You're- points. Because the original RTDL, if you look at the scores, it's you know it's based off of TA. It's not based off of how many unlocks you got. Now, they're kind of correlated, but <clears throat> it was always score. So, we kind of valued that. Um, mm-hmm. You're... You're not wrong. The only problem is no one that else sees it that way. The point values. <laughs> no, it's it's that the max on the lowest team was thirty two thousand, and the max on the highest team was right. thirty six thousand. 
So with unlocks, everyone definitely gets the same amount of achievements to go for. Well, it's not is, always the same amount of points. This that's, is that's the only right. You know, is it more fair to do unlocks? Is it you're not or is wrong it bad necessarily? You know, we can go in a whole big thing about that, but <clears throat> but my team, and that's why we have hashtag why not <laughs> both. My team. Thank you guys for carrying me on the unlocks team, because I definitely was holding everybody back. Um, was Skeptical Mario, Jimbot UK, Shabibble Bobble Bobble Dobble, uh, Ben Bibble. L72. We had Chin Doctor, and Chin Doctor stepped out at the end, and Daniel JJ14 stepped in uh, and f- <clears throat> finished oh, the, the last month uh, in Chin's oh, place. He was the designated uh, <laughs> hitman. Um, and then, of course, there was <laughs> me who was bringing up the lower score and the lower unlocks. But uh, we had a good time, and it was it was a lot of good chats with those guys, uh, just kind of strategizing and going over, you know, what we were going to get and how to get it and unlock strategy, and it was, it was a good time. So I, I really thought that was great. Um, yeah, a good bunch of guys. So if you if you know if and when we do it, uh, any of those guys, I highly recommend. Awesome. Um, now, Al, you did have some stats from the last month, you were saying? Oh, yes. I have the, the stats in the last month. Uh, Mario Party was in first place in score, uh, followed by Awesome Possums, and um, Big L Sandwiches and Tacos in third, Freem's Dream Team in fourth, and Jesterado in fifth. Uh, in Unlocks, it was basically the same, except Awesome Possums were first, and Mario Party was second. It was 146 and 142. We were third with 136. Freem's Dream Team had 125, and Justerado had 91. So they tapped out early, much like uh, Randy Couture. And, so, uh, yeah. fresh, cause fresh <laughs> unlocked one. an achievement in, <laughs> in the very dying moments of the month, but we were we were behind on on ratio, or on the, the TA points, right? Like, that had to have been very close, that final number, right? Between... Um, Oh, actually, yes, yeah. third and fourth. Like, what was the difference between third and fourth? Uh, about 103 or four. Yeah, so it was pretty down to the wire there. And um, that that was fun to watch. Like, even though it was pretty clear that it was going to be between Possums and Mario Party at the top, it was... Yes, hmm? I... <laughs> he couldn't get uh, something to pop from Victorious Time to Shine, and uh, I set him straight and told him <laughs> what to do. Because, um, you know, he's a Needles fan, so he needs uh, all the help he can get in life. So, yeah, I helped him out. But, no, I love him and I love everyone. And I can't wait to do teams again, but, yes, I'm glad for the right, break as so well. Right, so as a, another point of discussion, the team competition is wrapped up. We are discussing what's going to happen with the future of that. I, I feel like the general consensus is we will run something like the team competition again. But it's going to need tweaking, as all these contests do. So... I would like to hopefully get uh, another room opened up in the Discord, so that would be just for chatting about the team competition. So not about unlocks or any of that stuff, that would be separate from the room that has that feed, but just to talk about feedback on the team competition, what you liked, what you didn't, uh, what can we do to make it more engaging for people who play more casually, what can we do to encourage people to not curate quite so much, because that's a whole other discussion here, is teams did do very well. But there were very few people. I want to say, Kush, you had one of the highest actual achievement pools <laughs> in there. Yeah, starting out, I definitely did. And then <clears throat> I curated a lot for me. So I think the first 
first two months, I was just like, yeah, just let it ride. And then I was just like, okay, I'm holding my team back. So I'm going to curate. So I think the last two mm. months I curated down to, I want to say like a quarter of my collection or something like that. And I, I was still at like, I don't know, 5,000 or something silly. Which is still a lot more than other people who, you know, did did quite well. I know myself, I curate a lot. I probably have about, I don't know. 20% of my available pool actually in my RTDL pool. So coming up with ways to encourage people to increase their pool size or to have more of their maximum available number of achievements available. So I'd really love to get input, not just from captains and the captains uh, to shout them out again, L, Mario, Freem, Elroy, and Jester all definitely contributed to things and helped with tweaking of things, any issues that had to do with rerolls and whatnot. They were super active and all that i'd love to do another draft again because just getting everyone together and doing that part of things was a lot of fun so we're we're going to continue doing this but i definitely want feedback so keep an eye on discord hopefully by the time this podcast comes out there already will be a discord but if you haven't been in discord recently and you want to be a part of that discussion uh take a look for that room and hop in there because i definitely want to hear what everyone has to say good bad or in between about the uh, team version of rtdl but for now just enjoy a month of playing at the pace you would normally play at with regard to that particular competition. <laughs> well, unless you want to, you know, look good, you know, if you want to get drawn. <laughs> maybe. I, I have to say that I I think for, I don't want to say most, but for a good number of people, they need this month off. <laughs> they, they need the month to be able to just take a breath in between things. And then we're moving into holiday season. But there definitely is still some interest for some sort of team thing but we gotta balance people's participation with people's burnout oh well we will get there though but yes if especially if you have if you didn't play in team and team sounds interesting to you this is a good chance to show where you'll sort out on those leaderboards if you want to be involved in the next round and maybe maybe the next go round will you know be announced a month out or a couple weeks out and that'll be your time to really just Mm -hmm. put in you know show what you can do so Time to shine. But that's something you can talk about in that channel that does not yet exist. But hopefully will in a couple of weeks. I'm I'm sure it will. Yeah, we just need to get around to doing it. I like to make channels. We are aware. (laughs) (laughs) So the next competition we have to talk about is the Gamertag Challenge. And I'm going to pass this over to Nate to give us some more details. Oh, okay. Yes, I can tell you about the competition Uh, this month. Uh, or I should say, yeah, today's the first. So we just wrapped yeah. up September's, uh, and that was Freem Hole was the gamer tag that we were using. Uh, and we will, so we will, oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, and we're sorry. back to the top of the show. Um, and we will go into uh, a <laughs> draw for that in just a few moments. Uh, this yes. month, uh, starting today is Fighter X 93 chip with two P's. And that is important to know mm. because this month, because of Chip and his uh, you know, liberal use of the P's in his gamer tag on uh, Discord, we have modified the contest so that uh, after you get your regular P entries, um, any additional game that begins with a P, <laughs> if you score a single achievement in that game, you will get one extra draw. Uh, if you score two in that game, you're still going to get one extra draw. Um, so. It's time to dust off the collection. Maybe go to GameStop, 
you know, give them some you know, cash <laughs> influx to keep them afloat and not, <laughs> not go in chapter 13. Um, you can, oh. uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, brush off all those P games and <laughs> that sounds horrible. So <laughs> <laughs> phrasing. You're oh, in a lot of trouble for some oh boy. And Chip's uh, game, uh, his bonus game of the month. Uh, so Freemhole chose Fez. Chip loves his Trials games, and he chose the new Trials Rising, which I think was on sale last week. So too bad. Mm. <laughs> too bad for you this, this month. Uh, although by the end of the month, who knows? Maybe it'll go on sale. You can grab an easy uh-huh. achievement. The, you know, Believe it or not, there are a few easy achievements in Trials games, but... Uh, they are going to be a bear to, to get everything. Um, we have not yet picked the next month, but we will. And we will announce that before the end of the month. So you have a little time to prepare and maybe strategize on what games you may or may not want to use. Um, so with that being said, uh, M, I know you crunching some numbers and getting us our uh, scoring and, and making sure that everyone uh, entered their their entries correctly uh, are we ready to do a, a roll we are but before we do the roll i'm just gonna go over a couple <clears throat> quick things i thought that were interesting when i was going through crunching numbers um first thank you for to everyone who did all the self-reporting um and got all your entries in there that definitely helped uh move things along i only came across one person who had accidentally posted two achievements in a spot and uh you know reached out to them and got that all sorted so everyone did a really nice job with those things in terms of time zones right it's utc is the cutoff is that correct yeah we're going by utc time um so everything looked good with that so everything that was submitted on the sheet was uh verified so we're good to go I saw for the E achievements, because you had two E achievements this month, people really went through Aaliyah. Is that how it is? Aaliyah? Aaliyah? I think so, yeah. Um, that was definitely the top sure. one, because I think that happened to be on sale, right? It was, as yeah. The month started, as the month started. Um, and then Energy Cycle Edge and the Escapists were the other common E's. So um, keep that in mind. You still need one for Fighter Chip this coming month. Insofar as the letter O, which can also be tricky... Ori and One Leaves were the ones that people leaned on a lot. A couple other games I saw that came up a bunch, Worlds, which I think is like a PC game that's apparently quite grindy. Um, I did not notice WWE, maybe once. So L, your people, they're not represented. Um, And Farm Together came up a lot. Uh, Also Lego, any Lego games for those L achievements. I noticed too that Jester, like, Ran to the finish line. So good job getting that completed. And that human fall flat session bailed many of you out on needing a letter H. <laughs> <laughs> a couple other quick stats. There were 30 people. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I just want to quickly thank um, <clears throat> Chin and Waka for those. I wasn't on last week to thank them. I know they were thanked, but yes, I don't want yes, to thank them again. Yes, question. Chin uh, and Waka both. Angel Walker and uh, <laughs> Devil Chin. many people through and, and helped out a bunch of people, which didn't only help them with this, but also with uh, G-Tasks. Some people did have RTDL achievements, so that was awesome. Uh, we had 30 p- people participate in Gamertag Challenge this month, 22 of which completed the entire tag. So good job, everyone. In addition to those folks, eight of you wow. got the full combo, which was 21 entries, because you also played Fez or had completed it previously. 
of the people who had played Fez 4, so half had already completed it, and that would be Chewy on Ice, Freemhole, Metism, and NBA Kirkland. Out of all this when we put together, we have 493 total entries for this month, so I think it's time that we draw nice. the winner. Uh, what, was the, uh, what was the total number? I'm sorry, what Good was that? Luck. What was the total number, or are you doing all that? Oh, I got everything together. Okay, cool, cool. So if we can edit that up. Yep. Do you wait? Did did you say did she you say how many people? Thanks for half listening. I think I said it twice even. <laughs> yes, thirty people participated. <laughs> now you should let us know how many people. All right, and I'm hoping next month to actually capture stats more frequently, so I can kind of come up with more solid evidence oh, about like which games were used most frequently. I just didn't have time this month. That's a fun anyway. Step, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So our winner is. Let me come back over to my list. The winner is Chewy on Ice. Oh, uh, let the Wookiee nice. win. Punch it. Yeah, just punch it. Let the Wookiee win. All that is perfect. Wookiee <laughs> of the year. So the prize is a $10 game of your choosing. So just let us know. Reach out to us. Um, I know that Chewy is in backlog mode. So we'll decide if we're going to be nice and let you know that you won now or let you get up to that next year. Um, but congratulations, how many pounds um, is that? Like eight, seven? Or Wookiee space uh, yeah, bucks. I don't know. I'm not good at conversion. But um, well done. Um, definitely uh, congratulations on that. Chewie was one of the full 21 entry uh, individuals. So good job. And good luck, everyone, next month for Chip. Get all those P games on your tag. <laughs> We've got to find a better term for that. <laughs> um, I feel like there was one more thing I wanted to say, but I've since forgotten it. So any other gamer tag challenge things we need to cover? I think that covers it. All right. And moving on from gamer tag challenge, we have the G task to talk about. So L, you didn't get to lead a, oh. a discussion on any of these lovely contests. Why don't you tell us about G task for this week? Well, G-Task, something, oh, so I wanted to mention quickly, something happened at the beginning of the week. I'm still not quite sure what happened, but there were some calculations that were redone on TA that a lot of people started in the negative. Yeah, there were some DLC packs that um, never, I think they calculated based on a very small number of people having earned the achievement. So the big one was Monster Hunter. And the DLC pack came out and was calculated based on one person having unlocked the achievements, even though multiple people had. So if you had unlocked the game, or unlock that achievement, you got the same ratio, the same TA score as if one person and only one person had unlocked it. So this was a bug that affected several games. And sometime at the beginning of the week, that bug got sorted out. So if you had that Monster Hunter achievement worth 13,000 TA, oops, sorry, it went down a lot, and wow. you got eliminated from G-Task this week, which is really unfortunate, because it's not that player's fault necessarily i i would guess you would look at it and go huh that's peculiar i don't know why that's going on this way uh but it, it was a many many thousands of points worth of difference um which was an awful lot to overcome given the scoring but that is sorted now so there should be no future issue with that particular bug okay chin will tell me how i explained it wrong with in discord so said? check there uh, but i think that's the gist of it all right so ella Follette 77 beer me 7 Keith and a bunch of numbers, Weasel Pizza and Blaze Fleron. We're all eliminated from individual competition. 
As far as I can see, no one on the team side was eliminated. Um, actually, we were on the verge of elimination before going to a Minecraft no, we world. We didn't now. mention that. Sweet. We went to a Minecraft world. I was Minecraft actually on the verge achieved. as okay. well. And I, I, I forget who. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it must be. I think it was Jay Black. I think the, the helpful Canadian uh, <laughs> was pointing <sighs> out people who were below the line. And sure enough, I was below the line. And <clears throat> I said, you know what? Don't really care about G-Task anymore, but it would be a shame to go out of individual competition without having used any of my bonuses. So I used my first bonus to stay above the line. If I didn't, I would have had to rush to play some games, uh, and I was instead rushing to play games for G-Task, or I'm sorry, for uh, RTDL. So yeah, so I used my first bonus. I have one bonus left, so I probably have at least one more weekend uh, before I just kind of drop out of the individual, I think. All right, fair enough. Um, Did we get no, our bonus, the, the, Well, the individual bonus last week was to have a 3,000 TA difference. So <laughs> between that just being oh, yeah. a ridiculous number <laughs> good one. and this DLC recalculation thing, it was not a good week for that bonus. Uh, but did you tell people no. what the bonus this week is? Uh, no, the team bonus this week is to for all the team members to get a 50-point exactly gamer score achievement which i think is pretty I easy to remember i think it was chin was saying but, that um, these <laughs> bonuses are all kind of randomly selected from a list of right. bonuses so that's why as it goes along you get this ridiculously yeah. easy one um so yeah if you're wondering i think that's why so if you're curious about games you can use, really the easiest one that comes to mind is any of the Jackbox Party Pack games. I'm pretty sure every single one of them is – almost all the achievements in them are 50G. So just pick the one that would be easiest for you to do and you can knock that out. And they also generally have pretty good ratio. I actually double dipped and mm -hmm. the random to-do list achievement I popped just before we started recording today in Zoo Tycoon was also worth 50 gamer score. So – I uh, have already done my oh. part in getting our team that bonus. And I guess if I had actually invited L into my game, awesome. he might have gotten it too. But he's going to have to work for it this week. So there. What achievement was that, Michelle? <laughs> Talk about it. Uh, it was called, I think, New Heavyweight Champ. And it was for mm. completing 100 challenges. So you, in Zoo Tycoon, you have several different types of game modes you can play. There are different scenarios. There's free play. You have to play in the game's challenge mode. And as you play in challenge mode, you'll have certain things come up, like take a picture of a Bengal tiger or successfully breed an elephant. You have to complete 100 of these. Now, I've played enough Zoo Tycoon over time that I loaded it up today and already had 94%. So I just had to knock out a couple more. Nice. And that's it. Awesome. Well, good luck to everyone still going hard in G-Task. I know that uh, a lot of us were in for the badge, but I know a lot of people will take it very seriously. Redemption. And I, no, not, not, not just redemption. No, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> Jim Bot. There's also... Um, yes, Jim Bot and uh, Dan. Yes, absolutely. And of course, as with anything, we're always pulling for anybody that's, uh, you know, in our community here and hoping everyone does well and... Uh, yeah, Waka and Jen have already paid it forward with that, running those sessions. People help each other get into the Minecraft sessions and get their stuff done. So anything that we can come up with where we can help one another make it further in these competitions, uh, that's that's what we'll do. Nice. So we don't we have a one non-contest thing, but we do have to draw another winner, guys. Do you know why? Uh, um, Oktoberfest? 
Yes. Did you hear in Germany that being hungover is now considered a sickness? I did hear that, thanks to the Microsoft quiz of the day or something. Yeah, yeah the Bing. Yeah, it was a Bing thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you can't be hung, thirsty and hungry? Uh, yeah. <sighs> All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> come on, guys. What do we have to draw a prize for? For our lovely patrons, Absolutely. of course. Of course. So... Am I drawing this one too? You might as well. I think you've you got the tool set. You got the numbers. I'm assuming you random dot orgy. Yeah, I know. It's very difficult to navigate over to that website. <laughs> All righty. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and pull up a list here. And it's going to be chewy. It's going to be chewy. It's going to be chewy. Oh, it's going to be chewy. It's not be chewy. chewy. But it is one of his countrymen. Oh. Uh, Hat in time ninety. Hat on. Oh. Hats off to you, sir. Sweet. So you have won a twenty dollar uh, game of your choice. So just contact us. Um, you know, contact staff. Reach out to us. I hmm? am really unsure how we're going to get these uh, we'll people codes from uh, from Europe. We will figure it out. People figure this stuff out all the time. Walk a steamboat. We'll, we'll get it over there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but congratulations on your win this month. And thank you again to our patrons. Uh, you know, again, the contributions definitely help us fund these contests. They help us, um, with our hosting costs. We are continuing to look into equipment that will help the podcast get produced more effectively and sound better and crisper. Uh, so all of that is awesome. We could not do that without your support. So thank you again so much for contributing to the podcast and helping us keep going. Absolutely. And we're also trying our best to provide our patrons with um, new and exclusive content every week. Starting with last week, they got the podcast a little early before everyone and got some outtakes and some uh, the raw audio of and that as well. And we are still apologizing for that. So they got to hear, <laughs> got to hear swear words, all the stuff that uh, Pete Tart was saying. She's just... I- like all the I stuff you heard in the podcast, it's not words. really that I'm sweet. Not lie. I know she was she really a She's a filthy, filthy sailor. Oh, well, what else do you expect <laughs> yes, from people from is. Michigan? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's, it's true. <laughs> she was stealing tires while recording. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, speaking of patrons, I. Have been trying for the last couple of months. I've mentioned the fact that we need a community calendar. And I wasn't quite sure how to go about it. So I asked in our patron discord channel for some help. And funny enough, the first person that offered to help was Hatton. But since he he's a little bit out of the loop, unfortunately, being uh, on the other side of the world or planet or wherever he is. And but he did offer to help. But uh, Doughboy actually took it upon himself to create a doc, and he shared it with us today, as a matter of fact, which is good timing with the RTDL team thing being over and all that stuff. So it's still a work in progress. I believe it's not open to everyone, but that could maybe change. So you would have to let us know if you want to be in a boost or even better, if you'd like to helm a boost, and even better, if it's something that a lot of us need. I believe there are spots for boosts that we might have done already, such as Crackdown 3 Wrecking Zone, Hawken, and Uno. 
So if you missed out on those, maybe we can do that. I see those for Thursdays, and usually Thursdays are when we try to talk ourselves out of Borderlands 2. So I guess we'll see what happens there. Maybe we have to switch those to Wednesdays. I see Michelle moved, uh, added something she'd like to host on a Wednesday. I, you hear Michelle still? Or uh, did you sleep? I was just on alert for more puns. Yes, I did have something I wanted to host. I mentioned in Discord a couple times, uh, but I would like to actually get this rolling. Um, a Quiplash or Fibbage, some other kind of Jackbox party pack game night. What's lovely about that is only the person hosting needs to actually have the game. And I believe Jackbox Party Pack 2 is actually even on Game Pass. So anyone can host it. Eight Perfect. people can join the game. And then as many as are able to join can be the audience and vote for people. Uh, in my ideal universe, when this gets run, I would actually rather not be uh, the person actually running the game because I don't want to play. I want to watch and see what kind of hysterical answers people come up with. But whenever we get this rolling, I'd encourage everyone to not put your actual gamer tag in. So that way, when people are voting for what they think is funny, they won't know who it is necessarily. And maybe we can try to guess who was who at the end as just another kind of uh, way to get the community engaged. So I'm going to, I think I had said the 16th, maybe, um, but it is it is on the calendar. Yes. So October 16th, circle it in your calendars, probably around yeah, we need to come up 10 p.m. With, yeah. Eastern. I will make sure to drop the room code into um, into Discord. The great thing about Jackbox Party Back Games is you do not need to be on your Xbox to be able to join in. So you can get most of it from paying attention via the app. You'll at least be able to see the questions and the different answers that were given. And of course, I'm sure we will be discussing it in Discord as it happens. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that's what I would like to do. And I'm sure there will be other game nights. This isn't just for boosting. Um, I know those of you who came over from Z to Z, you remember we did a Rocket League tournament that was a lot of fun uh, and had good participation. I think people enjoyed being able to be a part of that. So hopefully we'll be able to run some stuff like that. And uh, we welcome suggestions. In case you haven't noticed by now, most of our gaming tastes are kind of on the similar side. So I would not necessarily suggest yes. a jump force tournament koosh but if you would like to you can go ahead and do that uh -huh. and, and maybe that's something we can do yeah, and koosh. you might find people to play with that you weren't aware or maybe you know the four people in the room who are not named Corey, who owned the power rangers game would want to play that too so we can get that stuff rolling and and try to engage games in that way that not necessarily those of us on the panel would speak about so definitely bring your ideas right and not just boosts but co-op games as well World War Z, I see, is on the calendar, and with that coming to Game Pass, mm -hmm. that's a good as game as any. And uh, Gears 5, Horde, right. or anything, anything. There are games like Castle together. Crashers, where uh, people can get carried a fair deal. So Right. doesn't have to be a 10, 12-person thing. It could be three player, two, three, four players, anybody who needs a partner. Put it on the calendar, so that way we could right. talk about and, it on uh, the show. Thank you again so much to Dubois for actually putting a calendar together because it's something we've talked about a lot but uh, actually following through on that uh will make a big difference in actually getting us started so so thank you again for doing that oh boy <laughs> that one's for free that's where we missed the soundboard so l you know what's left oh <clears throat> no fine proclamation point I'll so 
<laughs> Hello. Oh, hi, Koosh. I was just Wake doing up, some uh, cutting and pasting. Uh, completion percentage. We have Doughboy. <laughs> streaks through milestone. Completion percentage of 35%. Uh, for streaks, Aww. we have uh, Enigma Gamer 77 with a 300 day streak. We have Carpe Adam 79 at a 500 day streak. And we have Matrarch. At a 2,200-day streak. Good job. But maybe wow. not as impressive as the next four people. Nerve Bullet, Tropan, Toadstyle Venom, and Refork 3. <laughs> All have 10-day achievements. Way huh. to go, guys. What? What? Way nice. to go. We have four 10-day achievement streakers in four. the Discord? What are the chances? Four? What and are I, the chances? I hear, I hear there's a rumor. That Corey might be working on a 10-day streak, too. Good luck to him. Oh, wow. Man. And oh, if he man. does get it, we'll be sure to read it off next week. <laughs> uh, moving along. <clears throat> I- <laughs> 2,200 days. That's a, that's really impressive, Matrix. So I just want to point that out again. Don't want to leave our 10-day joke uh, yeah, overshadowing your uh, accomplishment there. That's impressive. That's quite right. Uh, moving on to achievements one, we have uh, Dark Lord Davis with eight thousand achievements. Iron Fist of Snuff, who runs a extremely complicated contest, uh, the BCM Better Completions Matter, uh, has ninety five hundred achievements won. Freaky. Now, I, I, we, I I apologize. I do hate to ruin the flow of Proclamation Point, but I just also want to add to the shout out for Iron Fist of Snuff. Uh, we didn't talk about Better Completions Matter, but for those of you participating, this month's special challenge is a head-to-head where he manually matched up people with people that have similar enough game collections at and found five games with similar amounts of achievements left in them. And then your job is to race to the finish and get more – or either get all the achievements or get more achievements than your person that you're partnered up with. This is an incredible amount of manual work and he does it without fail every month and is available in discord to answer questions. So just again, I know it's proclamation point, but thank you so much. Iron fist is not for all the work that you're doing with this. Cause it is an incredibly manual process and people are definitely digging the competition. I know Prue's going for the full year, uh, random game of the month completion, uh, I, I don't know, badge or milestone, but it, it's definitely motivating him to play his games in a different way. So again, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. It's definitely not going unnoticed by us here. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. Hey, Michelle, who'd you get matched up with, Michelle? Big Eli. Well, since he's got benched, oh, he's no. got nothing but gaming really? time. Me? So I guess I'm out. Yeah. Mm, let's take a look here real quick. Orange Box, Titanfall 360, Final Fantasy 7, Big Crown Showdown, and Halo Wars. Well, we played at least <laughs> four of these together. <laughs> Orange Box was a good one. That's mm-hmm. that's clinkety ink. I swear Pooch, to you, involved in this madness? <clears throat> I have not been paying uh, as much uh, attention to the BCM as I did earlier in the year. But yeah, I was just blown away by yeah. the amount of work that he's been putting into this contest. I feel like I owe it. Um, to him to compete this month. <clears throat> so I, yeah, I went ahead and I added a ton of stuff to my uh, to-do list. Uh, the games that I have, let's pull this up, are uh, Blood Knights, uh, The Legend of Korra, Unravel, um, Dark Dreams Don't Die, and The World of Van Helsing Death Trap. So nice. I will be 
<clears throat> That's a good question. And who you uh, against? That part I did not recall. Um, okay, I have it up here. Kez. Yes, I'm zero zero one. I've run into Kez in oh, some can... way before. I don't remember if it was one of the earlier competitions here or a UHH. But Kez is involved in a lot of these different competitions. That's right. I need to hunt him down and get him in the disc after he realizes that I might compete a little. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not before. All right. Okay, All that aside, fine. continue with proclamation point. Okay, good point. idea. Proclamation point. X, uh, let's see. Freaky RO. Moving right along. 10,000 achievements won. Chronos, uh, also known as Expovos. Uh, 11,500 achievements won. Mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Is that time already? 0272. <laughs> 12,750 achievements won. Kushmoose. If you smell. I did not what, choose Ragnarok this section is. because okay, I, ahead, I didn't realize. Uh, Kushmoose <laughs> has 13,250 achievements. Let's just pause. And Elroy OMJ, 18,500 achievements. Wakapel, 22,000 achievements. And Sangria's with a paltry 49,750 <laughs> achievements won. Way to go, guys. To be fair, Wakapale would probably have that many achievements if he didn't spend so much time walking everyone else through human fall flat. <laughs> what an angel. All right. I got the gamer score part because it's impossible to read, but I'm going to make it make a good effort here. Mike Pitch has reached a new milestone of 400,000 gamer score, but not to be outdone, Sangrias has reached a new milestone of four times that. I'll leave you to do the math. R56 Cooper Season 11 has reached a new milestone of 350,000 gamer score. Waka Pale has reached a new gamer score milestone of 600,000. And Dark Lord Davis has reached a new milestone of 200,000 gamer score. On the now, t- did you see. Why you stop rushing? But, but, but okay. <laughs> did you see what Mike Pitch uh, did to get his 400,000? Oh, okay. I, don't, I, I will say I didn't see what he did, but I do know that he set it up. It was a 30-gamer score achievement, I think, in a 360 game. And I know it was more difficult for him to get than he had initially anticipated. And he had to shelve Gears Pop for a couple days because he didn't want to accidentally pop something and ruin that unlock. But, L, I don't know what the unlock was. So if you could let us know, please. Uh, It was the achievement called 400K Club in Guitar Hero 2. Oh, nice one. So it was very clever. That was very clever. 400K, yeah. That's why Guitar and Hero believe... 2 was randomly brought up again in Discord. <laughs> okay. And he, um, I think he showed a screenshot of getting 99% of uh, Freebird yes, on Medium. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do that one. So nice job there. Yeah. That's a 2.77 ratio. I always appreciate when people put thought into their milestone achievements. But uh, as you were with TA score. All right. On to TA score. Jimbot, allegedly from UK, has reached a new milestone of 1.25 million true achievement score. True Marvelous has reached a new milestone of 2.25 million true achievement score. Prue has reached a new milestone of 950,000 true achievement score. That's right. The next time we mention Prue's true achievement milestone on this podcast, he will be in that seven-digit club. Hatton 90, our most recent Patreon winner, has reached a new milestone of 125,000 true achievement score. And X the Hero, hey X, has also reached a new milestone of equal to what Jimbot UK reached. So if you're paying attention, you'll know what he got. Which was 1.25 million. Oh. (laughs) All right. You left this one for me, huh? Mm -hmm. Hatton, 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 and Hatton. Five Hattons. 
So 90 times 5. Um, 32. Top 2,000 of the TA leaderboard for Q? That's not a thing. Is that like pool? Billiards and snooker, I would imagine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not Quidditch? Can't. <laughs> Those all sound like dirty words. Shouldn't Fantasia be in there? Like a baton Q? Oh, like you get like you get your Q? Oh, Let's yeah. See you did that. <laughs> well, he's in the top 20,000 of TA for sports ball. Who put that? Hmm, must have been Corey. And the top 20,000 for American football. So Hatton plays Madon. Top 500. It's late. <laughs> Top 500 of the England TA leaderboard for American football and more football. Wait, that's got to be not American football. Top 20,000 of regular football. Tommy. Now in the top 2,000 of the California Gamer Score leaderboard for the 360. <laughs> that was fun. And uh, Dark Lord Davis, now in the top 100 of the Kentucky TA leaderboard. And last but not least, P-Tart, a.k.a. Sarah. H period is now number one in the Michigan Gamer Score leaderboard for a collectible card game. And what do we say to that? On Not Thursday. Today. Oh. oh. Come on, guys. Oh, pretty. Jeez. No. <laughs> so easy. Oh. Jim Bot, India, reached his goal also. He, uh, three months early, nine, 10, 11, 12. What? Yes. He got his TA goal of 1,250,000 three months early. He had it set for uh, January 1st, 2020. India time. Congratulations to everybody. We've been talking for a long time. Thank you for bearing with us. Talk to us on the Discord. And I think I'm going to tell Kenny to put a real outro here. Hey, Nate, do you want to mm-hmm. try recording an outro? Uh, what would the outro be? It says, we done. <laughs> we done. We out. We, we out. done. <laughs> we out, oh, bitches. We out. <laughs> but if you'd like to continue the conversation, you can either reach out to oh. us on Twitter, Mixer, Discord, or you can help support us on Patreon. Best way to get in touch with anyone in the podcast is Discord. Join us by jumping into our server at discord.io slash ah101. But just uh, keep in mind that if you post any more screenshots from TA in light mode, you might get a 24-hour ban. Beer me. That was a fib. All right, 48. All right, class dismissed. We're done. Yes. Do you have real-life friends? Not anymore! Because this game will ruin those sacred bonds as fast as you can press the fire button! Can you make the difference with only one bullet? Or maybe a missile? A chicken? Guild Battle Arena! Duke it out with up to three of your so-called friends, and then proceed to throw the controller at them because they're better than you! With thousands of game modes and millions of modifiers! Play Hot Potato with bombs! Play Capture the Flag with cannons! Aw, you lost. Come back to haunt your friends as a bullet-stealing ghost! Or prank up the speed to infinity! Don't forget to use the high-tech instant replay to slowly revel in the despair of your enemies! <laughs> Alright, enough of that. Drag your pals to your couch, pick a cute character, and turn the competition up to 11! Versus a co-op! It all comes down to pure, local multiplayer fun! Guild Battle Arena is not responsible for broken controllers, shattered dishes, ruined friendships, tears, fights, punches, bruises, or any collateral damage. Hello everyone, I'm Wakapale, and I recently stumbled over the oddity that is Guild Battle Arena. This simple party game, developed by a single developer, features a wide variety of single screen fights for up to four players or bots. 
Every character is equipped with a gun you can use to murder or stun your opponents depending on the game mode. The quirk being you only ha having a single bullet. Every time you fire your gun you have to retrieve the bullet to be able to fire it again. Guilt Battle Arena sets up a story but just as an intro and an outro once you complete all hold mode levels which will award you an achievement per level you manage to get 50 kills in. Once I realized you only got hurt by weapons and not the characters holding them, I breezed through this mode with very little trouble, but your mileage may vary. There is also a title update which added 495 gamer score to the game, upping the total to 1495 gamer score worth 2779 TA. The time estimate is a bit strange here. Since the base game is 4-5 hours on TA, while the title update itself is 3-4 hours. This is a bit misleading as the title update content will help you with the two grindy achievements in the base game for playing 250 rounds as well as 500 rounds. In fact, 38 of Guild Battle Arena's achievements can be earned in 2-3 to three hours. They are even easier if you have 3 controllers, as you need to have 3 players or bots in a match for some of the achievements to unlock. This is not always clear in the achievement descriptions, by the way. The remaining 2 achievements can be a pain, as I was just over 100 rounds when I completed all the other achievements, meaning I had to play 400 more for the completion. While this can be semi-idled by just mashing the A button over and over, I went for a faster approach by adding one single easy bot in a deathmatch with faster bullets enabled. This meant I could complete a round in around 10 seconds. The 400 rounds took me around 2 hours, which was not very fun but allowed me to listen to a podcast with little distraction. All in all, the game took me just over 4 hours to complete. While I enjoyed the first 2 hours of Guilt Battle Arena, the grind part sucked and the asking price of $10 is steep, but I recommend grabbing it on a decent sale for an easy 40 achievements worth 1495 game score and 2779 TA. Have a nice day everyone! Am I the only one that every time the name Jonas is said, I think of the song? The my Jonas name, Brothers? No, my no, name is I think of the Jonas. <laughs> my name is Jonas. Bow, 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 bow. My name is Jonas. I'm carrying the Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Achievement Hunting 101 Game Club for Oxenfree. I am Kronos. And for tonight's discussion, I am joined by Carpe Adam seventy nine. Hello, Freem Hall. Hello, and P Tart TX. Hey, thanks for having me back. Good to have you on board this time from the start. We are going to be discussing more Oxen Free. If you have not heard our previous parts, you may be coming in a little confused. But hopefully, you've had a chance to play through Oxen Free up to the point where we're going to be discussing. If not, as a warning again, we will be discussing this game in depth, so there will be spoilers. Uh, I recommend that you play the game first, but hopefully we will give you some entertaining insights into the game as we go. Last week, we discussed our option 
where we were going to save Ren or figure out what was happening with Ren and try and meet up with him. And we took a path past a lake and met up with Nona briefly, eventually met up with Ren, and sent them both essentially back to Harden Tower while we decided then to go on and try to rescue Clarissa, which was our other choice when we left the tower the first time around, which is where I had chosen to go first. But the three of you had all chosen to go save Ren, so we went with that path first. And now you're going to get to see what I saw. Uh, so this path of Clarissa requires us to go to Fort Milner. Uh, and we've just, in your situation, we've just left the woods and have walked across the bridge into Fort Milner. And it's going to be much the same at this point. Even though this is a different path, it really is just about the order. Some of the things that happen are going to feel different for you than they did for me such as the things that felt different for me when we were going around on Ren's Loop would feel different for you because you saw that first and I was seeing it second. But ultimately, this doesn't change as much. And that was another, a question you guys had last time. How much does this actually affect things? The answer is not too much, but it affects you in the mind. So I want to talk to you guys and see how it went for you. What were your experiences as you came into Fort Mill? So if I get this... Creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. If I get this, if I understand this correctly, then Kronos, you as coming in the other way, you would have entered at the bottom by the cafeteria at the base of that Correct. lighthouse thing, and the three of us came in through the top yes. and uh, and crossed the you know the cliffside on our way over there. I tried to go up, and I went right past the door that you're eventually going to go through. We'll come back to that in a second. And I walked all the way around, and I tr got to the path where you guys came in from, and I was trying to open that up, and it wouldn't open. So it is open for you. It would not open for me. That's funny because I, I saw the – I mean the door you go through, I saw it too, and I completely ignored it because it's like, well, there's this big dumb lighthouse here with this red light. Like clearly that's my thing. I got to do something here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went there first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's a little more obvious to you guys because you've done this a couple of times now. You've had this thing keying you in that, oh, this is the thing I need to do. This is the game mechanic. I hadn't had that. I'd had the one experience in the cave, and then I came right here. So I'm sitting around in Fort Miller saying, That's a good point. Heck? Where am I supposed to yeah, go? We had the gondola. I, I know I'm supposed to go find Clarissa, and she's over here somewhere. Yeah, so you had the gondola, you were saying. And it's the, uh, the, the solution was, of course, that you take your radio out at the light, and you use the radio to tune into the red light the way you always do. And I figured it out eventually. But it, it took me a good five or six minutes of wandering around that screen in Fort Milner to figure it out on my own. But having had that experience on the other side, the second loop, no matter which way you go, is a little bit easier. You're familiar with the game mechanics now. So the light talks to you. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, it sings to you in the radio style. It gives you the radio broadcast and tells you something interesting might be happening soon. It's not nearly as creepy as the rest of the, the conversations go on, but it does give you that notice that you know this is still something strange and outside the ordinary. Usually... As we discussed earlier, you, tuning the radio does not have these kinds of effects, but it does start bringing that right That's up. That's interesting because, like, I was messing around with the radio the whole time. I, I hadn't clued in on those rock stacks. So I was just pulling my radio up wherever, listening to music, finding the talk radio station, listening to whatever. So I probably heard that and was just like, eh, yeah, okay, more background noise, whatever, and just completely tuned it out. What did they say? Did, did uh, you, did, uh, you know, Pitard or, or Carpe, did you glean anything from that i i completely glossed over it yeah i don't even remember i'm also struggling to remember if it's the point where i'm thinking it is where you're in that one lower room and it has that nope. overhanging red light i just remember it being super super creepy because i was sitting in my living room in the dark playing this alone and i was getting like super like creeped out like you know hair standing <laughs> up on the back of my neck 
No, this is before that. No, we're talking Kronos, about what when, are, you yeah. first, when you first yeah, get what there, right? Say? And there's that red light, and you've got the door on the right, but then there's also a door on the left. If yeah. you walk past the door, it sort of makes a sound letting you know that's where you're supposed to be going. And if you try it, it's it, it says the something along the lines of it's not blo- uh, locked, but it's like it's blocked. You can't open it. And uh, it becomes opened when you trigger this lighthouse or water tower event. It's just radio snippets, but it doesn't really have a whole lot in. I didn't write this one down because it wasn't all that interesting. Okay. But it, it's just that little extra thing. And we'll get to uh, the thing that Pitar was talking about in a couple of minutes, because that's where we're going to spend a fair bit of time, I think. Oh. That that sequence was pretty intense. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, that's another puzzle puzzle in this game that I solved without realizing I was solving a puzzle. Yeah, for sure. I've had a few of those experiences, but it's fine. No, in some cases that's great because you feel super smart for it. <laughs> well, it's not even that. I think we're just so attuned to being, like, the gamer mind is just like, okay, well, you know, here's a mechanic I think can progress the story. Like, we're just so invested in the story that we completely overlook the game mechanics that are happening because we're just firing on an autopilot. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, like if you're playing a first-person shooter, you're like, aim down sight, pull the trigger, here we go. And, you know, you're operating on another level. So I think as, you know, gamers like we are, we're experiencing this story so much more deeply because we don't have to think about, okay, how do I solve this? Because it's just coming to us, you know, because they're not overly difficult puzzles until you get to the game of Hangman. We'll get to that. (laughs) <laughs> we will get to the game. Yeah, yeah. bothered me. <laughs> but before we get to Hangman, uh, Jonas gets himself stuck in a room. You know, I go in, we we get through the door. He the very next screen, we're exploring that, and he goes into a room and he gets himself locked inside, and we have to free him. Well, he chases Clarissa yeah, inside. Things happen along he? the way. Yeah. Like, well, we, he thinks it's Clarissa. Yeah. We saw something. There, yeah, we so. saw something run past. I thought it was Clarissa. I mean, it was like, oh, there she is. But like, she looked weird. Like, like she was like kind of grayish, and I was like, "What the hell? You know, where's she going? What's going on?" And I thought, "Oh, well, maybe because Nona had seen us before and was all freaked out that Clarissa is like, oh, who are these? Like, oh, I'm freaked out because you know, Alex is here. Look out! She was crazy before, and so I just kind of passed it off. And then Jonas goes taken off, and it's like, oh, well." Given the conversation that we've had started to have with Jonas about Clarissa, I'm starting to think like. Man, what's your deal with her? And then when he ran off, I'm like, oh, you so want to try to hook up, you son of a... I, I don't... I don't. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I... and some of the conversation uh, in that sequence and then the next scene, there he's uh, Alex is really grilling him on that. It's like, why are you so interested in Clarissa? Are you trying to date her too? Yep. So he's, she's right there with you. Yeah, I picked up on that as well. And it'd be weird, like, each of her brothers dating Clarissa. Yeah. That, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even put that together till like right this second but you're right that is kind of gross <laughs> <laughs> is it more or less gross than when we were trying to think that maybe we would date him hey at this point <laughs> that at is that true. point Honestly, i, think that I didn't know but now like the cat's out of the bag everybody knows he's just being I mean, a creeper everyone's on board with all this information <laughs> i mean i know some people or, in the south yeah, are okay with that boy. <laughs> no 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 no, no. <laughs> we go in there <laughs> So when when I saw Jonas in the door, I mean, so predominantly is that picture, uh, there's like a poster, there's two posters on the wall with the walkie-talkie and the lock, the open lock. And it's like, yep, yeah. okay, well, there's some sort of voice it's mechanism really here. It's really for you. Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. And it's like, okay, well, so I, I can't interact with this here, 
Uh, let me go up and and take a look at this upper room or whatever. And that's is, is that's kind of where things start. I'm trying to remember when the mirror comes into play because you walk past it the first time and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. There's the mirror. But I had a little bit of knowledge of like the mirror thing, and so I kind of knew what to expect. And so I was waiting for the mirror thing to happen. And it didn't happen right then. Nope, totally didn't. It's going to happen in a minute or two, but it didn't happen right then. So you, you climb up the stairs, you get into the other room, and you, you find some equipment that gives you some information, pieces together the puzzle, what you need to do. And Jonas is yammering at you the entire time. He's taking on Ren's job here of being the motor mouth. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you walk back down to open the door with your trusty radio again. And this time, as you walk past the mirror, what happened? Is this where you take the photo in the mirror? No, before that. No, the photo's after okay. you open the door back up and Jonas comes out, but you walk past it first and he, and something happens. You're going to talk to yourself. I'm just trying to remember. I just the photo yeah, stood I, out so much to me, but Oh yeah. Yeah, cuz there was that entity in the reflection. Yep. Like I, I I remember there being a conversation, but I don't remember the specifics of the conversation. So, did you guys see the gamer tag pop across? Yes. Mine was uh, Castle Will Kill. Okay. I know that guy. Or person. I don't even know if it's a guy or yeah, no. It's a guy. He's from another yeah, podcast, I believe. I, I recall that name. Pitard, who, who is on yours? Anybody we know? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't okay. know I was supposed to pay attention to that. Mine was Narcissist <laughs> Code. Uh, and and I the, the reason that was strange to me is because... Just being on the Z to Z podcast, I would get a lot of friend requests. And so there's a lot of people that I game with and people that I don't necessarily know. A lot of people I joined up through Destiny Clans. And so this Narcissist Code is a person that I don't regularly game with. But I get the notifications when they pop up on my, my screen. And this happened to be the last person to sign in that triggered the notification on my screen. Because it happened like three minutes before this event. And so I'm wondering, like, is it the last person to sign in? And that's how the, you know, seeing behind the curtain of how which gamer tag pops I honestly up. don't know how it selects. That's a clever idea. I don't know because I don't get I don't get pop ups of people okay. signing in unless they're on my favorites list, and I don't have very many of those. But um, he's I didn't even realize I was friends with him <laughs> on Xbox. To be honest, I don't remember if I've played anything with him sure. or not. If I have, it was a long time yeah. ago. But is there a point to that? Yes. There is a point to that, and we'll come back to that a little bit later on. But um, okay. now that we're talking about the gamer tag and the gamer tag talking to you in this mirror, I want to bring us back to what I promised we'd talk about last week when we were discussing the, the, the Alex who was talking to us in the lake. Yeah. The Alex who's talking to us in the lake is another example of this. It's another person with a gamer tag over their head. However, frequently you can't see the gamer tag because the ripple effects on the water make it illegible. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Uh, I wish I have a recording of that. But it's the same mechanic being used. Yeah. I wonder who it was. So is the reflection that you're seeing somehow something that the other person did causing it to say what it says? Yes. Oh. Next level. Yeah. That's cool. The game doesn't just pull the gamer tag. And I don't know how it pulls the gamer tag, you know, or how it even starts. The first person who plays this game, how do they have an experience? Sure. But now that enough people have played it, it pulls somebody from your friends list who has played it and tells you something that they chose in their game. I'm trying to even think of Eight. when this happened, though, because the, the, the comment that it made to me 
was don't let Jonas talk to his mother. It was the option I... I, I yes, this one is about Jonas and his yeah, mother. Yeah, and it said, don't let Jonas talk to his mother. And it's like, okay... Narcissus Code told you not to let Jonas talk to his mother. Yeah. Rogue1992, who was, who spoke to me, told me the exact opposite. He said, when the time... When the opportunity comes up, let Jonas talk to his mother. It's the same situation that happened during the lake, and I responded the same way. Jonas's mom is dead. <laughs> like she gone. Exactly. So yeah, you're exactly right. You know, how can we make Mike break up with Carissa or not? How can we let Jonas talk with his mother or not? Those people are all dead. We're not going to have further interactions with them. Or, you or know, are we? Or Calypso won't. Oh. Or are we? <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. So that freaks Alex out a little bit. It freaked out Brandon. Let's she walks fair. forward. She opens up the door. <laughs> and uh, she lets Jonas out and has an opportunity to tell him about his experience, the experience with Mara. Did you tell Jonas what happened or did you keep it to yourself? I kept it to myself. Because at this point, I was kind of getting, I was kind of getting pissed at Jonas, like he was, he was kind of getting on my nerves, and so I was like, you know what? No, I he, he's doing his own thing. He's all interested in Clarissa. I'm taking this with me. I don't know what's going on, but he's not helping. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out on my own by myself. How about you, Adam? I think my response was more of the, you know, okay, something weird's happening again whatever the option was, it was something like that. So I, I mentioned that something had happened, but I don't think it was like a specific about what it was. Yeah. And I believe my choice was exactly the same as uh, Adam's because I've always been trying to bond with Jonas in my playthrough, you know, be like the nice sister. So just trying to be open yeah. and upfront with him. So uh, I believe I did share. I'm not sure if I got down into the deep sp specifics. I did give the specifics. I said, hey, the mirror just talked to me, or whatever that choice was. And so the fact that Jonas then wants to go and interact with the mirror himself was very in keeping because I had told him what had happened. You guys didn't give him as much information, and I know that he's going to go, and eventually he's going to take the photo of the mirror, as we've discussed a little bit already. Yeah. Right. How, did, how did he express that to you, that he was going to take a photograph of the mirror for you guys? I don't remember. I also can't remember the specifics, because I think... Was was he just taking a selfie or something? I thought it was along the lines of like rock star hero, or he, it's something about thanking her for rescuing him and taking a picture to celebrate the moment. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, that kind of sounds that sounds familiar. Yeah, of yeah, more more of yeah, a, a commemoration thing, not like a hey, let's let's try and see what's going on. Right. Because I have told him already that this has happened, and because we've got creepy things happening on the the island, I tell him that it's something creepy has happened with the mirror, and he's like, cool, let's take a photo of it and see what happens. And I'm like, that's a really bad idea, Jonas. Why are you doing this? That's not the experience you guys have, where you can berate him for bad decision-making because, you know, he doesn't have any ill intent, yeah. really. But trying to take a photograph of these guys... Why would you want to do well, but that? Even in the other pictures, like during at the lake scene and uh, where's the other picture? Like you could see the glowing red eyes in the background. Like they're there. Yep. So so things are getting, I mean, they're creeped out. Like, so, I mean, he kind of already knows this is happening. So me just to say like, yeah, no, things are weird. Whatever. Let's go. But this picture was more than red eyes. Like you oh, saw, this one, at least in this mine, one in the mirror yeah. was significant. 
Yes, like full entity. Like yes. Yeah. 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 When you see the photo, you can definitely tell there is something right. there, and it does not look friendly. Okay, so now is a moment for me to bring up something that's pretty cool as well. After the photo is taken, you don't get to see the photo right away. Nope. You have to change the scene, and then the photos are the scene transition right. images that the game uses. Right. So you see it as you're changing scenes. But as soon as the photo is taken, you can see more red oh, eyes up. throughout the entirety For of the background. For sure. Up in the, uh, there's that, that staircase that went to that upper room, and just above that staircase, kind of in that, that little background area there, the little red eyes come floating around. And then I thought there was some down to the left, too, like at the bottom of the second set of stairs, kind of where you said, said something yep. about the classroom, like, oh, I can't believe they left that like that. Or they everything. It's it's creepy that this was all staged like this, and the little red with all the handprints. No, that's in the next scene. But handprints yeah, are next. They were like oh, they were like okay. school desks or a cafeteria or something. Uh, but there were some eyes down there too at the bottom of the steps, and it was like, Shh, dude, there's these eyeballs all over the place. Gosh, I don't remember the eyeballs everywhere. They me. Well, because they don't they don't necessarily look. I mean, you remember the picture? They don't necessarily look like eyes per se, but they're those. They almost look like sideways candle flames. You know, because they're that just... They're very subtle. Yeah, they're, they're just this little kind of like red tinge. And you're almost like, is that like a firefly? Is that like a... But they're equally spaced, pointing in opposite directions. And it's like, N- no, that that's like the bridge of a nose. Like there's... <laughs> they're, they're following some sort of pattern of where, you know, a an entity's eyes would be. Yeah, I definitely noticed the sprinkling of the eyes as well. And Peter, I was in the same boat as you doing this. This playthrough was at like 11:30 at night in my house with my headphones uh, in the dark, and I was, you know, sitting on my couch with my kitchen and entryway all behind me. So if anyone wanted to come and creep me out, like uh, Cronus's wife, that would have been the opportunity. I would have <laughs> flipped out. It, the game. We've mentioned this before, but the game does an amazing job of getting under your skin, not with jump scares or any of the usual techniques, but with just this completely chilling atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, the atmospherics in this game are astounding. There's like so heavy. It's like I, I remember it, multiple instances of where I was sitting there and experiencing this, and just like looking around of like looking around my room and just saying, "I'm okay. I'm still here in reality, right? Like this, like." I'm just trying to ground myself and say, okay, this is just a game. You just, you're all right. Let's keep playing. And, you know, I'm almost, <laughs> it's just one sentence pep talk, but just, hey, this is, you're, you're having fun. Remind yourself you're having fun. <laughs> I actually had to do the same thing. I had to pause, like, okay, look around yeah. my living room. Like, okay, that's not There's actually no going on. There's no, like, <laughs> Yeah, there's no red lights. There is no random, like, scary yep. uh, radio recordings. And that tuning yep. noise. Oh, yeah. When you tune the radio to make those triangles, oh, that really, like... It's haunting. Yeah. Haunting. Yes. Are you guys actually having fun? Is this still fun for you? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, I, yeah. I, I just worried when my dog comes down with his little collar and, like, he's going to do it at some point and I'm going to be real unhappy when he does because I'm going to possibly pee my pants i don't know (laughs) for me it's the the mystery it's just the mystery of it all you know because i I like sci-fi type stories and this to me has has kind of you know not like a real in your face so much but it's more just like a paranormal type of thing going on and just trying to 
dig through all of the clues that we get along the yeah. way and trying to figure out what this means and how it all fits together like a puzzle. I have ideas of what might be going on, but I still don't really yeah. know. And that's what's kind of keeping me with it is I want to know what is going on. To keep with that puzzle analogy, um, it's like, you know, typically when you start a puzzle, I, I don't know for you, but this is for me, you make the frame and you fill in the middle. Oh, cool, but yeah. This yep. game feels like you're starting in the middle and you don't know how big it's going to get. You're just adding pieces from this middle p- thing and you're like, at some point this is going to turn into a picture. I know it will, but I'm really excited as I keep putting these pieces down and fitting them all in here and just getting an idea of what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. And the, the game has been fun because we're talking about obviously like kind of like the scare, horror, like terror factor. But it's not like that game is at that level all the time. You know, there's a reprieve from that. There's a good, Mm -hmm. you know, splash of humor and some interesting dialogue. So, I mean, it's not like intense, scary all the time. So I'm glad it's not like it goes between the two ends. It's not constant one scary or not scary at all. Although we get to a scary part here. Oh, yeah. The scary part is going to come up next. next Yes. You mentioned your dog coming in uh, needing to be taken on a walk would maybe make you pee your pants. Jonas in our next scene has had it with a uh, lack of bathroom breaks. Oh yeah, and <laughs> there's been no bathroom. He just he's like, I'm sorry, but I have to do this, and he just whips it out and starts peeing on the floor. Like, dude, you were just outside. <laughs> what the hell is this? We were just outside. Yeah, this is exactly what Petart was just saying. We're like this type of thing totally diffuses the situation you know it, it it's perfectly timed it's perfectly paced you are freaked out and all of a sudden you get to watch a boy urinate on your tv and it's like oh okay yeah no these are just kids and they you know we're we're okay it's a safe place it's a safe place like it, it you're going through this roller coaster uh and they're, they're pacing it so well it is it is remarkable it does end up being a bit of humor uh, because he says something along the lines of, yeah, the the acoustics are really carrying it yep. because he's trying to be a, more discreet, but it's, it's kind of loud. It's kind of obvious that he's taking a whiz there. Yep. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, if, if the acoustics are carrying, what else is carrying, guy? I don't want to have any part of this. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking that he was going to tick those entities off and they were going to do something because he's peeing in their house that crossed my mind maybe that's why he's the target that crossed my mind too of like oh you're defiling these people's homes yeah like (laughs) what if those eyeballs were sitting right down there you would have hit them right in the face (laughs) (laughs) i was just uncomfortable because like we're saying i'm sitting there watching my brand new stepbrother just whip it out and pee right in front of me (laughs) I say I have a brother, and my entire life he has never done that in front of me. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's not a normal behavior. I, I think that would be uh, a thing that would give me concern about someone's judgment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you guys stay relatively close to him, or did you walk away? Like I remember, I walked all the way to the door. Like I was trying to get as far away from him as possible. I was like, I'm uncomfortable by this. Alex doesn't want to see this, and we're already, like I said, having some issues with Jonas right now. So this is the last thing I need. And so I tried to get as far away from him as possible. Uh, I did as well. I went as far left on the side of the screen because I'm sorry, I didn't want to see. Oh, you went left. I went other right. regions. <laughs> yeah, I tried to go through that door. <laughs> other regions. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the, the door you just come through, which you cannot go through anymore. It locks as you come back through it. Yeah, I that's I went over there. I was like, oh, I can't go back out the door. <laughs> I got stuck in this room for a while, actually, because you go through the window in the end, and for whatever reason, I just couldn't figure out how to get through the window. I'm at the window, pressing the button to jump through the window or whatever, and it's not responding. And so I'm just getting more and more upset because in my mind, you know, I'm Alex here, in this room stuck in this creepy situation and it's full of urine <laughs> it just makes it that much worse that i was stuck in that room we uh we get out of the room we go down the escape ladder or whatever it is so we can get around and there we see clarissa one more time and she's running into the next building we call out to her and she just doesn't respond she's just completely ignoring us like we don't mm-hmm. exist yet so again this just plays into me thinking she has seen us before and is creeped out like nona was like that that was yeah, my my brain path on this one. To me it almost it's like we're not entirely in the same plane of existence. So she doesn't even know we're mm. there. Maybe. That's and totally to valid. Me, she just looked off. She does look a little off, doesn't she? Yeah, I I don't know. To me it almost seemed like she had like that grayish reddish glow yeah. of like when the others like were the... possessed by those right. entities. Like, the color was sucked out of her. Do you remember what color clothes Clarissa was wearing? On the beach? Yeah, on the beach. I Isn't thought it, it was, red? like, like, was she? Oh, she was wearing some red. I, I, all I remember was, like, black, white, and gray. I don't remember any color. So that's why, when I'm seeing her here, I was just like, oh, that's just emo Clarissa being her moody old self. Yeah, Clarissa is our red character in this. She wears a lot of red. Her text is in red if you have subtitles on. Her name is in red uh, when she's the one speaking. So she's red. Uh, The Clarissa who's running along here, she's still got red coloration, but it seems to be, at least to me, subdued. It's not as vibrant as the red that was on the beach when she was wearing it. And this building with that gigantic mural on the side of it, that seemed a little ostentatious. Yeah, the the Tony the Tiger. Yeah, yeah, very much of like you you know that would be on your B fifty two bomber, the side of your plane. Yeah, the entire island feels like it's basically surplus from World War Two at this point. Yeah, hundred percent. We chase her into the building, and she's gone again. Unsurprising at this point. And this is where we come into that game of Hangman we've mentioned before. So the people who have played the game know what we're talking about. But uh, for someone who has not as familiar with the game or has forgotten it somehow i can't imagine how you would forget this portion tell me what happened adam one thing i i I wanted to to say before that though is it was just hitting me this whole thing with clarissa looking different and i'm thinking that this is one of those situations again where we're seeing something maybe from the past so maybe this is a time that clarissa was there on the island before and we're seeing that Clarissa, not the one that's there Like an now. echo or something? Maybe. That's kind of where I'm going with, was kind of leaning with sure. that. That's but um, on the whole hangman thing, when when everything goes upside down. Well, so what happens when you open the door? What I mean, explain the room. Talk about the room. Because that is very, it is, it is. Oh, the handprints everywhere? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, you mentioned the handprints right away. It was so creepy. I mean, they just stand out just, like a sore thumb. really, oh yeah. So bright. And the only bit of white in the, the whole room. I don't remember exactly when it happens, but like when when more handprints start hitting the wall, <laughs> that really made made my hair stand on That was after the game, wasn't it? That was 
That's Pro, after the game, but so, yeah. it starts off with about seven handprints, I think I counted, on the chalkboard, and, you know, it's, it's like someone took chalk residue and made a handprint out of it, but it also looks like it could have been paint, honestly. So they, it's like kids had put their, uh, their hands on it, and that looks really cute. I didn't see cute at <laughs> all. No. No, not, there was no cute factor. None, none whatsoever. Not in that setting. It, no. It's funny because, like, you know, again, Yikes. you're in a classroom setting, so I assume kids. But given the scope of the the image, like how small your character is, like it's hard to tell size. I mean, they very well could be an adult classroom with adult hands, but because of a classroom setting, like I immediately think kids, and because I thought kids, that made it even more creepy. <laughs> like, like for some reason, kid ghosts are way worse than adult ghosts in my head. Yeah, the kid tropes in horror movies are always the terrifying ones. They're the know, worst. The twins so, or the blonde-haired, blue-eyed kids that yep. just stare into oh, your soul. Oh, gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that amped up the tension quite a bit. So the uh, the the urination scene has, has is long in the past now. I am at full alert and very much freaked out again. It's about to get worse. Mm-hmm. So something falls onto the roof. Sounds like it might be like corrugated steel. And Alex has a chance to play it off as it's just a bird, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't. I wasn't buying it. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe like a, a, a an airplane bird. And there's the lamp, that bright red bulbed lamp, that tells us what we need to do. Fire up that radio, baby. Ah, oh, so eerie. So when we fire up the the radio. The entities are talking to us, mm-hmm. and they want to play a game. We, we've seen how playful they are on the other bloop, and now we're seeing it again here. They want to play a game of Hangman. And maybe because Jonas peed on the floor, you know, Jonas is going to be our Hangman. Yeah. Uh, the, the game is three questions long. How many questions did you guys get right? I only Zero. got one right. I was bad. I wasn't that bad. Sorry, P-Tart. I, got, I, I at least got one right. <laughs> I got the cookies question right. I, I would have had all three right, but when it went upside down, I wasn't sure if I was still supposed to select oh. <laughs> my button based on the quadrants it was in or based yeah, on the, the reverse. So I picked, I guessed the wrong one. I got it wrong. I was like, Dang it, I knew the answer. So I would have gotten them all right. Is that an achievement for getting no, them all right? No, that is right? not an achievement. Oh, that's shocking that it's not. If it had been a different game, that easily could have been an achievement, and that would have been a good achievement to have had in there. But this game has relatively few achievements, yeah. uh, and they're all pretty straightforward. Uh, a lot of them are collectible based. A lot of them are at the end of the game. There's really only two that are independent of those kinds of things, and that's the slapping Ren that we mentioned and the one that Adam mentioned last week for jumping the chasm. Is Are, all, are the questions always the same? The three questions? The questions are always the same. So it's always cook- cookies. So where do you find the school name? I nev- I have no idea where that came from. I guessed. Was, I it, was it written no, somewhere? No, 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 no. No, that, that came up somewhere. Okay, so they said it at some point? I th- was it? Yeah. I think it was one of the, the things around the around the island where there's certain areas where you can turn on your radio and you to a certain channel and you can hear like history. Okay. I think I think that's where I got it from. Gotcha. I had no I clue. Right. I mean, that, so I was just total shot in the dark. The, uh, the number of deaths I actually had listened to during, you know, I had, I had turned on that radio broadcast to hear the loop, and I actually heard it, but the, the answer I did was the number of officer deaths of 12 versus the people deaths of 85 or whatever. And so, like, I heard the right number. Right, I no, just I, They're asking for— I just yeah. picked the wrong one. 
they're asking for officer deaths, which was the 85. And I was saying that the total number was 97 because you yeah. had 12 passengers who yep. were civilians. That's right. And so since 97 wasn't on the board, I was freaking out. I got that one wrong because I said, well, it's it's none of these because 97 yeah. is not there. So therefore, I select 53, which was another incorrect answer. So I didn't know you had all this extra information just playing the radio whenever. So hence my uh, big old goose egg that I got on that one. Um <laughs> Same with Adam. I did know the second one, but I selected the wrong one because of being upside down. And yeah, I remember pause it because that was that was the cook the the cookies one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the cookies yeah. one. I remember pausing for an inordinate amount of time because it was upside down, and I'm like, okay, uh, and, and like almost to the point where like I'm looking at my controller and I'm like, do I flip it upside down? Like, what what am I doing here? Right. <laughs> That's where I was, too. So, yeah, for the same reasons, because I got that one wrong, because it was upside down, and because I got the number of officers wrong, I only got one correct, my initial playthrough on this one. So uh, that played into how the rest of this scene went for me. Uh, We finished the game of Hangman. However many you get right or wrong, the, uh, the game proceeds, and the entities are unhappy with your performance even if you get all three of them right you know they say that they're happy but they're clearly not based on their uh, activities Mm -hmm. jonas is doing what ren did last time for you guys and what i am seeing for the first time ever at this point and it is terrifying right because he's a rag doll with the red eyes and it's late at night and it's dark in the room and i'm alone and my wife's about to jump scare me it is all kinds of creepy so I'm trying to remember if do, does the entity prompt you for a response? Because I, I wrote down my response, but I forgot how I got there. Do you have any insight on that, Cronus? Which which response? Uh, I, I need a little more detail on this one. So the, the response that I, I gave them, or I, it was a question to them, and I, I asked, are you the dead officers? Okay. So I can't remember the context with which that came up, but that was my choice thinking like okay clearly there's more than one entity here and we just had a question about you know the officers and the the people who had died on this submarine accident um and and so that was my response there but i don't remember the events that led up to that very specific answer that's gonna that's gonna be part of the conversation that's about to occur i think and if my recollection is correct to that question they respond we are the sunken ones. So they basically affirm that they are, uh, in fact, the officers of that sunken submarine. Okay. Who boy. I was going to say, because at the end, when I answered all those questions wrong, I thought I was insta-killing Jonas. And I was like, <laughs> yes. holy It sure feels crap. that way. <laughs> Did I just kill him? But, okay, phew, he's just possessed. He's not dead. <laughs> he's just oh, possessed. He's just possessed. <laughs> What a relief. (laughs) We can fix this. We've seen this before, or you guys have. Yeah. So we got to radio him. We got to pull out the triangles to save Jonas here. And when we do the triangle thing, and with the controller vibrating and that wonderful audio effect that occurs, just making us very uncomfortable, the end result is that conversation with the entity that always comes. Freem, you had mentioned that in your discussion, you had that opportunity to query who they were Mm -hmm. Uh, some of the other things that can come up why are you here or what do you want some really interesting answers on these 
why are you here? What a question. Never left. That's their response. What do you want? I love this one. This is I just just it's creepy, but it fits into so many things that are a part of me. What do you want? I bet it says to go home or something like time. that. Time. Just time. Huh. Oof, that gives me chills. And then in the middle of it, there's a recitation of poetry. We are an island race, and throughout all time, the sea has ruled our breaks. But be wary, young ones. There will be other ships and other souls to sail them. There's also a conversation about why are you doing this to, you, to, this to us or something like that, and why should we care if we are doing this right in the back of the hangman? Do you think that we want this? We don't want this. Nobody would want what we have. That's messed up. So they are definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, they are, they are talking to us and giving us a lot of insight into both who they are and some of their motivations, some of the things that we've really been growing to suspect already, but we still don't know the methodology that they're trying to carry it out with. Um, and now that the conversation is done and Jonas comes back, we can move forward and, and restart our quest shaken once more but maybe go find clarissa and, and figure out what we're going to do next so when does the chalkboard get populated by more hands that just pepper the board yeah that's at the end of the the hangman game yeah oh my god that creeped it's me out because it's just it animates because like you so like you said Pitar, i i assume what right when you answer zero right and i get one right you know, I, w- I would have been a different story had I gotten all three right. But, like, the fact that it was, like, like you said, the handprints show up and you're like, oh, I just killed Jonas. Awesome. There we go. Game over. I tried to count how many handprints show up in the end, and I had a really hard time because there is a lot of them. And it's it's not in neat lines that make counting easy. And they're small enough that on the screen it's, it's hard to count. But it's somewhere between 70 and 80 hands are added. Uh, so it, it could be right. very well that you have... 75, 85 handprints on the blackboard by the end. Man. Um, is that number significant? Because you said the, you said the, what is it, 85? 85? 85 is the significance. Yeah, 85 is the number of souls that were lost. 85 is the officers yeah. who were lost. It's not the total number of souls who were lost because there were the 12 passengers. That's right, didn't it? Uh, but the 85 lost seem to be the most insistent. They are very focused on who they are. They're officers, and they're maybe a little haughty, and they're upset about this, whereas the passengers are just this afterthought, which I find to be interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's a correct reading, but it's definitely how I feel the game is talking about it, or at least the entities are talking about it to me through their conversations. Mm-hmm. Sure. You kind of get the, the sense of that with the whole island, where you know you listen to all the flavor text about the military part of it and and you, you could see how that would be you know oh yeah these are just tourists or these are just family or these are just you know they're not us the brotherhood of this military complex because you get that I, I just all over i get in this vibe of you know hey we're a tight-knit group on this you know we're in this isolated military base we we're all in a submarine together we're you know it's a tight tight group and, and so that totally makes sense. Back in our first episode, I asked you guys about subtitles. Are you still playing with subtitles on now that you've turned it on? Were you playing through this section with subtitles on? Yeah, I'm definitely doing the subtitles now. Uh, I have subtitles as well. I have no subtitles at all. Still playing blind. I was playing with subtitles, and I noticed that the subtitles are categorizing the entity 
Now, most of the time, as the ghosts. But a couple of times, it's not. It's got the triple question mark is talking to us. And that was a little confusing to me. Is is this, did they make a mistake in giving me the name of the ghosts of ghosts too early? Or are there multiple entities, again, speaking to us, and some of them we know are ghosts, and some of them we don't know who they are yet? Um, I also wanted to point out that when the ghosts are talking to us, either in the question mark form or as ghosts, uh, I mentioned that Clarissa is red and Alex is this teal. Uh, the ghosts are a deep green. So they're, they, when they're talking to us, they're in a deep green color. And I think that's uh, important for our next scene. Not for me, it's not. <laughs> we walk up the stairs uh, to get to the next area. And presumably this is where that noise happened, right? I mean, that that we heard, you're kind of climbing to the top of the roof there. I'm expecting to find some sort of catastrophe. Well, we get something similar to a catastrophe. We get yet another time loop. Mm -hmm. You guys have seen the time loops before. This is actually the first time that I, in my playthrough, experienced a time loop. So I didn't know what this was yet. Uh, So it was a surprising thing to me. We get into the time loop, and we have this thing where it's immediately apparent to us that something has changed, but not what it is. Uh, This is where we're going and we're opening the door into the room where Clarissa should be. So we go in and Clarissa is in there, kind of. We find Clarissa has hung herself. And then we pop back out and we have to tell Jonas to prepare himself or... um, We can choose not to tell him. You know, it's it's up to us. We can walk in again and, and... she's gone this time and we walk in again and and it's just over and over we're going through this process of of dealing with trying to get to the the radio to find out if we can contact anybody and the ghosts are playing with us presumably through this time loop how is this time loop experience for you you know freem you mentioned that you were expecting something terrible finding clarissa hung that sounds pretty terrible. Oh, I do i don't i'm trying i don't recall that even happening I that definitely happens I'm not sure it oh, definitely dude, happens. I, I think I, it definitely like, happens, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. My my notes get very sparse at this point because I am invested. Um and so Me what too. I have written is is a Clarissa dying thing. Yeah. But it's not a hanging. Yeah. That come the the other one is gonna come in a second. Well the last of the time loops. Okay, that's what I, that's what I thought, and so I don't remember this hanging. Yeah, thing. she's she's hung the very first time, in, and then we pop back out right away. So you may not even have seen her, because the time loop happens very very quickly there. But she's definitely there, and she's definitely hung. Okay, yeah, I don't recall. So we come in, and Clarissa is standing at the window. In fact, on top of the window sill, uh, on the outside. Oh yeah, and she's talking to us. And if you give her a long enough period of time she will tell you a couple of interesting things, and she concludes her statement with, again, that last line of that poem. There will be other ships and other souls to sail them. And at that point, if you have not walked towards her and she concludes that, she throws herself off the windowsill. And if you try to walk towards her, as soon as you start walking towards her, she throws herself off. And she plummets, and we pan down as she falls and watch her hit the concrete. She is definitely dead in front of that door. Like, there is a body in front of that door. Yeah, that horrified. On the emotional scale, this was like a 12 for me. You know, this was so intense. Yeah, she still had that that coloration. 
So, like, you could tell it wasn't... To me, it wasn't Clarissa, but it was, like, the the ghosts essentially threw her off. Like, I didn't think that was Clarissa's choice to kill herself. Like, I, I thought she was clearly possessed, and that the ghosts essentially made her throw herself. And, yeah, I initially, like, I was... Yeah, it was messed up. I actually had to pause there for a second, because, yeah, emotions were, like, very high watching that scene, but... After that happened, though, I was debating. I'm like, was that the real Clarissa? Like, I know she's possessed, but there's been copies of people around the island. Is that, is she truly dead? I don't know, because there's other dead people talking to us. So, I don't know. That's kind of what I thought at that point. Yeah, it's, that was one of those moments that was a jaw-dropping type of a situation where it's like, did that really just happen? And that's the part I'm struggling with is I'm not sure what's real and what's not because, because things will happen and you'll think, okay, so, so this definitely happened. And then the person disappears, right? Like, so was this just in my head? Was this something that is gonna happen, but, but hasn't actually happened yet? Mm -hmm. Or... I remember, too, when, when you have to go back, like, after she jumps, and you're like, oh, my God, I have to right. walk past her body. And she's not there. That was going through my head as we walked past the handprints on the chalkboard, and you open the door, no body. <laughs> Where'd it go? Oh, gosh, no. Think you got attacked by possums? So, I I, um, I want to bring in one more spoiler for people, uh, unfortunately, because I think this is an important comparison. Uh, I know that there are a lot of fans of the video game Life is Strange. And in the video game Life is Strange, there is a sequence that is somewhat similar uh, in, in terms of tone and the emotional effect it has on people with a, a suicide in a similar fashion. Uh, and in that game, your actions can change that to some extent. In this game, I know for a fact that they cannot. And I know this because as I was playing this, I was playing it, uh, as I, I think I mentioned, I was streaming this. And so my stream partner suggests that maybe we did poorly on the game of Hangman, and that's why she died. Or maybe we made wrong dialogue choices along the way. And do we want to try and reload it and try and do better? And I spend the next two hours jeez, in this section of the game <laughs> oh, geez. trying to fix this. And, and just no matter what, it's, you, you can't, can't do, do anything, anything about, about it. it. And that maybe lessens the impact somewhat. And I, I, I'm, I wish that I it didn't. And I hope it doesn't minimize that impact because it is a very powerful moment for everyone. But it is also, I think, really telling how powerful it was that I was willing to invest that much more time into it to try and get a better outcome. That this video game character and the situation surrounding it is so important to me. I have heard many, many people say that Life is Strange has had that kind of an effect on them. It didn't affect me. This game did. I think, so, based on, it, you know, it's interesting to hear that that side of it, because based on my choices to go to Ren and then go to Clarissa, after what happened to Clarissa happened, and I'm on my way to Harden Tower, I am reflecting on if I went the other way, would Clarissa be in the tower and Ren jumped off the cliff? Like, my decisions to go one way or the other is that, did, did I essentially curse the other one to die? And that's a very logical game mechanic-y kind of way of thinking about things. 
And I, I think that makes a lot of sense yeah. for that to be a thought process for you. Especially with like Ren being on that cliff. I was like, why is he, he doesn't have to be that close to the cliff, close to the edge? No, I thought the same thing as well. I'm just thinking, okay, maybe it's because I chose to go Ren, you know, with Ren first as well. And kind of like what Kronos is saying of, okay, what did I do to lead up to this? But in a weird way, it's almost kind of reassuring that my choices didn't, you know, really truly in the end affect that the same thing will happen regardless. I also think it's alleviated by the fact that the the body was gone once you open that you left through that door and you're like, okay, so because the body is gone, either A, uh, what I saw didn't actually happen, B, it was not Clarissa, it was some sort of other entity, um, you know, or C, like, that actually did happen, but because everything's so messed up, like, I can't, I can't let it sink in right now. Like, I, so the fact that she's not there anymore makes the whole scenario of, like, okay, I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, things are weird, but we're going to press on. We're going to, we're going to, we'll get to the bottom of this. You know, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy, as scared as they were, they still solved the mystery. So let's go. Shaken up, but we have to press on because we have stuff to do. And some of the, the dialogue that's going on there as you're climbing back down the stairs between Alex and Jonas, Alex talking about how she's going to have to talk to Clarissa's mother about this. That was, you know, really real and really harrowing stuff. Truly good writing. Yeah. I want to take a second here as well. I, I've, I set it up a few minutes ago. I want to give you guys the payoff now. I mentioned that this is inevitable, uh, but it's also we're feeling more and more that it's not real, even though it had a very real effect on us psychologically and emotionally and on our characters in that regard. I mentioned that if you have the subtitles on, you saw the ghosts being called ghosts and talking in green, and we knew that Clarissa talked in red. In the room, as Clarissa is standing at the windowsill and talking to us, and right before she throws herself off, she's talking in green. Oh. Right. Mm. I did not pick up on that with the watching yeah, the subtitles. Yeah, I didn't either. No, it's really subtle. You know, it's there, but it is not something you're going to grasp right away, because it still says Clarissa. It's just it's a different color now. And I didn't have a chance to. But uh, like you guys said, though, when you didn't see the body there, that gave me some hope that, okay, maybe she's not actually really dead. Or who knows, this might be another time loop. That also really amped up the, okay, we got to get off this island. Like, it's it's time to go. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to hang out here any longer. Uh, the party time's over. I think we're out of beers. It's time to go. And the brownies. <laughs> the brownies are gone. And the brownies. Ren ate all the brownies. We need to go. So we, we get to make our way back to Harden Tower. And uh, we meet up with Nona, who we met earlier, and uh, set on her way there. And Ren, who we uh, sent off to get down from his high there. Uh, and I met up and carried, essentially, Ren back with me after that and met up with Nona at the, at, at the tower. Either way, you end up with the four of you on the tower making a decision about what to do next. And surprisingly... Ren has a decent idea. I didn't think it was that good of an idea. Actually, I kind of tuned out when they started arguing because things got really out of control between they Ren and Jonas. Ugly. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, God, you guys just lay off. I'm sick of both of you. No, I think I know where this is one going. <laughs> Ultimately, you know, you, you have a choice to make about 
who you take with you on the next leg of your journey. You're going to go into town to enact Ren's plan, uh, or at least some elements of Ren's plan. And you get to choose whether you're going to take Ren, because it's his plan, Jonas, because he's been with you and is not high, or screw them both and take Nona. Frim, I'm guessing you took Nona. I tipped my hand. I'm like, listen, you little bratty boys. Uh, you know what? The ladies, we're out of here. You guys solve your little problems. Because, Jonas, you're up all on this dead chick Clarissa. Ren, you're high as a kite and a completely annoying now. I'm done with both of you. Nona and I are getting off this island. You guys could stay in this tower for all I care. We gone. Adam, who do you take? On... Uh... On that, I, I, I stuck with Jonas. You know, I've, I've been with him the whole time. Um, we've experienced a lot of things together, and it's probably best to keep those two guys separated anyway. So I um, I picked him. Um, I also picked Jonas, uh, just because same reasons he's been with me the whole time. You know, I'm trying to bond with my new brother, and I also was playing a little bit of matchmaking. I wanted to leave uh, Ren and Nona together because they clearly have a thing for each other. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I now to just add a little bit of context too to my decision because we don't know anything about Nona really. She's That's been very true. quiet. I thought this would be a great opportunity to learn more about her as a character as well. So that that was playing into the background uh, of my decision of like, all right, I get these two dudes. I don't know a thing about her. Let's just spend some time with her. Get to know her. Maybe she'll open up. All right. So Freem, you're taking Nona and Adam and Pitart, you're taking Jonas. I also chose to take Nona. And we'll get back to that, I think, next time we're gonna catch back up with where people are uh get through the last chunk of time that we have here before what i had said the stopping point would be when we get to the boathouse uh shortly uh and we'll go all the way through that section which is not terribly long until we get to the point where we have the final section the the climax of the story at the point when we're going to be climbing down a ladder you have a scene transition that occurs right before your um marching down a very tall ladder if you're at that ladder you're at the right place to uh, be caught up with what we're going to be talking about for next week uh, I want to thank you guys as always for joining me Freemhole, Carpe Adam 79 and Pitart for bringing your insights and experiences with this game because my experiences with the game are my experience and it's obviously something that's going to be very different for people based on their choices or their insights and what they've had happen in their own lives and I think this game has a lot of stuff that's worth talking about. So I want to—I appreciate the time that you're giving to uh, give me your insights and share it with the community. Feelings mutual. It's been super fun. Yeah, this has been great. I think w one thing, if I could add, mm -hmm. was uh, in the Discord, uh, Fighter Chip had said he, but listening to the first episode, was really excited that he seemed to have this, or he or she, they seemed to have the same. Uh, trajectory that I did with the characters and I typed in there that well when you hear the next couple episodes things are going to change <laughs> so whether you're on board with how my feelings go you know because so even an experience like that where you can start off on the same page and your view of all the characters continues to morph and just go in different directions as they develop. I mean, they're so deep. There's so much here. Kronos, this is great. 
I, I love Oxenfree a lot. I love to talk about Oxenfree in a lot of ways. Even with as much as we've been talking about it, we're all still only scratching the surface because of all the things that Night Studios has put into this game. There's a lot of material that I'm not talking about because I don't want to spend hours and hours talking about it and boring people. But if you want to know more, come bring your questions or your insights and join us in that Discord that Freemol was uh, mentioning there. That's discord.io slash ah101. There's a channel there called Game Club Oxenfree. Tell us your thoughts, what you're thinking about Oxenfree. Um, and if you want to be part of this discussion live, let me know there and I'll see what we can do to work you in too. Absolutely. It is so much fun, and we'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. All right, guys, then until next time, thank you and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Watch out for the creepy ghosts. Don't pee on them.